This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table, we have resident musky expert and fly tying extraordinaire, Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims, and the coolest cat I know, Jim Franklin. Uh, I'm Jay Thompson, and here's what we'll be talking about tonight. We're going to do uh, Sims Fishing. They came up with their fall lineup. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, I want to thank everybody, uh, the listeners and feedback that I've been getting from guys and just a lot of the things that we've been you know, talking about that people like to listen to, I guess. It's been nice to hear. Uh, um, we're going to be planning a little trip to go seeing him with some kids, man. I have some other nice. people that have been getting in contact and want to do the same exact place that you want to go. Awesome. So I was like, yes, we got to do it. Uh, and... and uh, this is Derek, so we'll, we're right. going to talk about that cool. and what we're going to get into, and that should be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Jim, uh, did they did uh, Tuesday night. He's going to do some Tuesday night catfishing with them as well. Yeah, I'm going to take Derek and Andrew back out on Tuesday. So Sweet. we're going to talk about that for just a second, and uh, he got to shoot a bunch of guns he's going to talk about. You know, that's always a fun time. Boom, get boom, to go day. Out and, hey, get to go out and hang out and shoot guns. I We all dig that. Uh, I fished today. Uh it was it was fun. Uh, it could have been a little better, but you know we'll, we'll get into all that. Good good ending. Uh, I ran a 5K yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about that and how I feel today, um, and just some of the weekend festivities that we I got into that were pretty cool and uh, local things in the area that are a lot of fun to see. Uh, we have uh, I want to talk about the progression of the seasons a little bit, and we have a different a change of the season coming up real soon. And what we're excited about, what we're going to be getting into, and what how we're going to fish the beginning of, you know, the beginning of the fall season. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit. We can get into some, you know, good discussion, I think, on that. Um, beast talk, because everybody seems to have been liking the hype of the beast. Yeah. Um, and I've been in touch with Matt to get him on the show here soon in the next Sweet. couple of weeks. So we'll be talking to him in the next couple of weeks here. Um, and we have some shenanigans. Uh, my friend is here. He's apparently okay. Yes. Uh, doesn't feel like less of a man. No, not um, a bit. So, you know, that uh, and a couple of the things that, you know, just have been going on. Uh, but before we get to all that, who sponsors the podcast, Mark? Tonight we got Yeti Built for the Wild, Sims Fishing, like Jay talked about. We'll get into their new lineup here, but they just released a 23 fall lineup. We've got A-Rex Hooks, Fresh and Saltwater. Check them out, A-Rex and Cortland Lions. Been playing with a couple new ones, so keep an eye out. They've got some stuff in the works that's going to be hitting here pretty soon, and Ooh, the tapers are awesome. Yeah, really loving them. Nice. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans up at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool, and our friends at the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. <coughs> Who are the sponsors of the Beast of the East? So before we uh, came on the show, uh, Chris pulled up the Sims lineup. And uh, it looks pretty awesome. There were some things that we had been talking about, and I hadn't pulled the trigger on something I want to buy, you know, a new accessory for the boat. Man, I don't know. One of those bags looks like it might be uh, that a really G good idea. That G3 bag is really nice. That yeah. will be my next bag. It looks really pretty nice. sweet. And mm. like like you said, Mark, even usable when you, you know, you can keep it in the boat. It can store a lot of stuff there, and you could, you know, as if you go out walking wading, you can use it then too. Yeah, that's one of the nice things about doing a bag like that that's waterproof is you can just shove it underneath a seat, like the rower seat, keep most of your stuff in it, 
and then you know you, you go out hiking or do something or you got it you can use it yeah definitely that was cool in the uh we were you were talking about the uh the waders yeah the freestone z zip-ups yeah. are nice nice new look to them but yeah saw the pair of waders and it looks like you know for the money that's might what be something worth looking into that's i know what I you've had them yeah. and you've gotten what five years or so out of them yeah and i mean i Again, I won't never use them right now, and you know those. So you get, oh, what probably half a year's worth of use, but I mean, I've had them for five seasons, and I'm not out there every day and beating on them or too too much. But I mean, they're out, I'm out there quite often, and they've spent lots of trips on the side of the Niagara, and that's a rough place on any any apparel, uh, just you know, just sheer rock, and it's it's not easy on any anything you got. So they've held up for me great. They're starting to show tiny bits of wear and tear after five years, but uh. I they had no holes. They've been wonderful. And if you can get anything with a zipper for less than five hundred bucks, I mean, that's that's pretty good. And zipper is held up great. Zippers are the best thing ever, especially if you got a lot of layers on under there too. Well, yeah. you know, it's always tough because you know you're trying to pull. You know, there's six layers of clothes and you know two layers of or two inches of everything else. You yeah, know, six inches of clothes. It's cold out there. Exactly. So, you know, it's always nice if you can. Un unzip your waders. Whip out the acorn. There you go. Exactly. And do what you have to do in the freezing <laughs> ass cold. Yeah, those are nice. Those look really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely definitely go online and check them out. I got sidetracked because uh, <laughs> apparently one of the new jackets, the, the guy modeling it is driving a G3. And I was like, I need to see more pictures of that boat. And it's the exact same boat I have. Nice. So um, that's why I didn't contribute anything because... Yeah, they got some new things on there. Went down memory lane. I really did. <laughs> Insulated booties for under the waders. That's a new one. That's cool. Like hand mm -hmm. hand warmer deals. So they got they got a few new things on there for the fall. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, I keep I, uh, warm. I need a new uh, rain jacket. Yeah, I gotta get something too. Yeah, I can't decide between the Freestone, the Pro Dry, and the CX, or the new. Uh, what's the other one? I really like the, we have the Waze Point rain jacket, but that's the really thin one. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah. I mean, if you're in the warmer actually water. That's with this is right here. That's yeah. what I wore tonight. I went and walked out on the porch. It was raining. I'm like, screw it. I'm just grabbing a jacket. Challenger. That's the other mm, one. Challenger, Challenger, jacket. Challenger jackets jacket. are nice. Yeah. Yeah, probably the uninsulated one for you. Just like the regular yeah, I'll jacket. Yeah, I don't buy insulated jackets. I think I'm just going to get an insulated <laughs> hoodie and then the Challenger jacket. Call it a day. Yeah. I have the insulated Challenger jacket and it's, it's wonderful. It, again, I like it. That new Bulkley jacket. Cool. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I was. Them are extreme insulation. They're like the warmest of all. Oh, is that nice? I tell you what, now with like the two hand rod and the, like that style of casting, you can wear a bulky jacket like that and still cast just fine. Yeah, I just, I hate wearing a rain jacket when I don't have to. Like even if it's just drizzling, I will take a rain jacket off because I, I just don't like the. The noise. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually that was really good. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say like the warmth because usually it's like yeah. humid and stuff like well, that, that when too. you do have it. But yeah, no, that was perfect. You sounded like you were wearing a tracksuit. <laughs> so I will I will always take a jacket off as soon as I can. Uh, so I I don't need an insulated jacket, but that that Challenger jacket's nice, and that CX jacket's really nice. I want to see you get a weight and going. 
I have. That's the, the problem. Hysterical. Is I have a wading jacket. <laughs> And it, it looked like a crop top. It doesn't cover my belly button, man. <laughs> so he would have you'd have your you'd have your uh, waist high waders on mm-hmm. and your belly jacket, yeah. and then mm-hmm. there'd be some <laughs> material or fabric of some sort in between. Oh. So what I would do if I had to do that is I wouldn't wear anything underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so it would just be uh, wading jacket, bare belly, and then <laughs> waist high. Waders. This is my cooling section. That's exactly right. <laughs> you'd be the bubba of fly fishing. <laughs> That no, would be funny. Good. That would be great. Yeah, it looks like it's a 2018 G3. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still going down this rabbit hole. Oh, jeez. Louise. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Sorry. Nice that's jacket. a bulkly jacket there. It is. It is. That's, that's sweet. Yeah, that's what caught my... They're not exactly cheap, though, huh? What are they? Four ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. but And they only come in black. Which you get what you pay for. Yeah. Exactly. My first waterproof uh, fishing jacket was a Sims, and I wore it on the Muskegon in the fall, and it was it was a monsoon, and we were dry as a bone. Word to the wise for all of our listeners: buy it nice or buy it twice. Yep. Buy once, cry once. Absolutely. I I love the Sims stuff, and I you know before that I'd had a just other gear that was heavy. Carhartts, different things, mm-hmm. you know, neoprene waders, you know, not, I had other pairs between, but I mean, you get into like, man, they're so much more comfortable. They fit so much better. I last think, longer. I don't think you, you really get into an instance anymore where you really have to wear neoprene. I mean, the ventilated waders that they have available now, and if you layer the right way, mm-hmm. if you're that cold, get out of the damn water for a minute. Yeah. Save oh, yourself okay. the headache and feel a little bit comfortable. Don't got to worry about blowing your knee I'll out wearing what, neoprene this, booties. Some of the boot foot ones that they have that are already built in, though, for when if you're like you are fishing extreme cold, that's nice. Buy the ones with the boots already built into them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because if you have any stat, if you're a heavy person at all, bending and neoprene is the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute there, worst. there is no bending. Uh, we all had like the five when we uh, grew up. You know, the steelhead fishing was five oh. mil. Yo, oh, absolutely. You know, neoprene 100%. waders with the boots in and everything mm-hmm. with the big bajillion insulate. Your, oh my gosh! And they all had felt soles, and so you walked on like four inches of snow. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't ever walking far. <laughs> yeah, you got high heel or <laughs> elevator shoes on yeah, by exactly. the walk to the car. Yep. And then you always had the one that I remember in my. I think it was my dad's cousin. They sat for a couple of years. He couldn't get them back off, and I'm pulling them. Poof! The whole foot comes right <laughs> off. It's this dry rod, and you just rip the whole foot off of it. You yeah, know, our first trip to the Cape, we were all wearing neoprene. Oh, man. That was a mistake. They were warm, though. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, they were warm. Which was not terribly necessary in the middle of June. No. <laughs> Big guy over here almost had a stroke. He said, I'm leaving those on the side of the ocean. Yeah, that's when I decided that wet waiting might be my my thing. I still got probably three or four pair of waders hanging in the basement. I don't think I have a pair of neoprene left. I don't. I got rid of them. I know I don't. And I got like my old Patagonias, just like an old frog tog, just like an old pair of Sims and no neoprenes anymore, I don't think. I think I got a pair of gator waders hanging up in the closet, but those are just for like if somebody wanted to go steelhead fishing i mean other than that i haven't touched those things in probably two years i took a good look at the new sitka waders uh, but they're a grand and mm. anything sitka is a grand yeah <laughs> you buy you buy a hat and a, a pair know, of gloves you buy a baklava <laughs> and it's 6.99 yeah 
But they look nice. I mean, they're Gore-Tex. They look they look great. But if you're but if if waterfowl is your thing, that's that's what you yeah. want. <clears throat> that Rogers is a really popular brand for the waterfowling as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was thinking even my next pair might be a camo pair of the G3s. Uh, if they still have them, I'm I'm not sure if that's still or if that's one of the newer things. They usually have a camo pair. Well, I, l- I was thinking were last one, but I was thinking about one of the camo pairs they have. I just did so I did I can, like uh, the camo pairs. A little different. Yeah, it it would help if you know just a little th- when you're waterfowling. I could wear a nice pair of waders instead of having to throw. Yeah, that'd be great. What do you guys feel about the flyweight boots? They were nice. Yeah, those tributaries are only two fifty. That's not bad. Not at all. You know what I mean? Even an extra pair for just for the water fouling. That's what I have, Jim, is the fly Flyweights. Do you yeah. like them? I do. Is there a temperature difference between that and, like, a freestone boot? I'm not the guy to ask. You don't have any issues in the cold, do you? No. That was the only question I needed to answer. Yep. Well, you're not going to have, like, the support and structure out of that boot yeah. in the snow and stuff. Right. That's meant, like, the flyweights are meant for, like, walking a lot and going. But, like, when we're, like trudging around in heavy snow and stuff you want that support and structure you get you want you, that's what you're rocking right now is freestones right yeah that's what i got now that's yeah your, i just that's went, your second pair of those isn't it uh yeah hey, you had I, the g3s last I had time the g3s before and then yeah. i got these i think i'm just going to go through i'll just you go through a pair of these a year for what they are i mean they're comfortable mm-hmm. that hell I, of a price point I, and yeah i mean is there I mean, a difference between them? It. Yeah. Is it a monster? Not from what I've really noticed. I mean, they're nice. Am I going to get the longevity out of them? Maybe not. I don't know. I've gotten how long out of them so far? Not even a year. But I haven't, I haven't minded them at all. No, I, nice. I've had the G3s for quite a while, and when I bought my waders, I bought those, and they've lasted. They're starting again. Starting to show a little intact. I think I'm going to – I'm in the market for a new new setup there on the waders and boots here real, real soon as well after I – Get back from the old uh, Disney World. I think we'll be looking. I into think that. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have me a new G3 backpack this week. <clears throat> this week? That, that's soon. Yeah, that's soon. I'm I'm in the market for a new one, man. Mine's got a hole in the bottom of it. I mean, I had a ch- I have a cheap waterproof, just a dump bag, and for what it was, what it was worth, and what I paid for it, how long I've had it, served its purpose. But it's time for a new one. Yeah, yeah. I got three years out of them G3s. They did good. You know, I. Put quite a few days on them. Yeah, and they make the freestones now up to 16s, which the only thing I don't like about my flyweights is they only came in 14s, so they're a little snug. But if I can get a if I can get a pair of 15s, what shoe shoe size? Are you Sasquatch? Yes. I think your feet were that big without the hair. Yeah, I wear a size 15. Fee, fi, fo, fum. Yeah. <laughs> I got wide feet, too. <coughs> so I'm just useless in the snow. Bet you, you swim skate. really fast. I'm a great swimmer. I bet. I'm all. I'm a great floater. Great, and <laughs> I can kick, so I can move. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to know when you're on the boat with us, you know, if anybody ever falls off. Hey, this guy's a great swimmer. Yeah, I'm your man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just grab hold. Yep. You got big flip, flip, big flippers down there. A lot of buoyancy. <laughs> you know, I'll take a big breath. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, check out the new sim stuff. It all looks, it all looks really good, uh, except for the pliers. <laughs> no, they're they're phasing them out, aren't they? The the pliers. 
last I knew they were, but I they still had them lightweight pair, don't they? There's there's the flyweights. Flyweights, yeah. Yeah, I still it. haven't replaced my pliers at TSA jacked yet. I got to do that ah, soon. Mark's Mark's lent people. me his Crocs, so it's, you know, it's a wonder you can't. It's a pair of what are they? Croc? Oh, I don't know. Like that's, that's like the one the of them of lightweight, them. yeah, aluminum, like yeah, the, just oh, cheap nice. ones. Yeah, you should have the option to maybe even just have them send you that stuff in the mail. Yeah. That'd be a cool little option. For what? Cool I paid for option. those pliers. I'm just not saying? paying for that. I'll okay. just buy oh, well, another pair of pliers. Well, I mean, but I'm saying if you were losing something that was oh, of ma- a higher value. Well, at major airports they'll do that. Oh, okay. They've got okay. they've got a mail drop box there where you can you can fill out your return stuff and and put it in the mail drop box. And sender. Nah, that lady wanted me to go all the way back to start. I wasn't doing that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Not for what fifteen dollar pliers? Yeah, they were cheap ones, and that and that's where I'm at too. I don't know if I want to buy, because I mean pliers. I feel like as long as you don't buy something super super chintzy, yeah. I mean it, for what it, its purpose is, you know, taking a hook out of a fish, it's plenty. If it's got a cutter set of cutters on it that can cut wire, even better. Mm-hmm. Loon, but or I'm is the, it Loon or Doctor Slick has a really I nice pair of reasonable. I see the loons are 100 bucks, but they look really really nice. The only it thing might I've be Dr. Slick though too. One of them's got a really nice pair of pliers for like and 60 that, bucks. I and think that's the Barracuda, Dr. Slick like, Barracuda or something. I don't know if I want to buy another cheaper pair if I want to try to, you know, knowing what I know now, I'm going to get a six and a half inch pair of pliers. I'm not even going to touch a 7 inch pair of pliers ever again. <laughs> I don't, I'm gun shy after that. Made it all the way there and then they took them on the way back. Didn't work out well. So, but I'm, I think I'm going to spend a little bit of money, get a little bit of a nicer pair of pliers, and try to keep them for a while. Because again, yeah. quality is yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah, you're not talking like Van Stahl or no. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't want to have to give my social security number for a pair of pliers. Within reason. Yeah, those. When I was down at IA, uh, I was talking to somebody, and he was like, "Oh, you just buy a pair of Van, Van Stahls. The last shit, twenty years." And I went. Oh, oh, okay. On a twenty-year mortgage. <laughs> yeah. I did see uh, a couple pairs of pliers. I don't know too much about the brand, but they're Cudas. That's what they were called, Cuda. They're made. They're titanium, but they were like I think low two hundred dollar price point. That nice. weren't too bad. Yeah, here's the the squall from Doctor Slick. Looks like they have replaceable heads, replaceable nippers. That's not bad. It's super nice that they put the price on their website. <laughs> There's no price on their website. <laughs> they one uh, musky fool. I think they li- they have them both on there. But yeah, there's a there's a couple reasonable ones. I mean, or if you want to, it looks apparently that Sims doesn't like. I have the older pair of Sims and the bigger ones. Um, Hatch will be coming out with another pair. Bubba actually, surprisingly enough, they make a really nice pair of pliers, but they're nine inch. Mm. Those are big. I think my temp. What what size are my temp? Is seven and a half? Mm, I don't know. I think so. Now that I have them again. <laughs> Tools. Let's look. Let's take a look. Oh uh, yeah, here's the Doctor Slick. Uh, the Squalls are sixty two seventy five. Oh, there you go. They yeah, and that's a nice size plier. It's uh, seven and a half inches though. Oh, TSA will take it, yo. They took it over an eighth of an inch last time. Yeah, that's not going to cut it for you. But the loons. I've heard a lot of good things about the loons, except for the sheath. From what everybody says, the sheath stinks. Is that just like one of those nylon ones? No, it's like a, it's like a rubber. 
Oh, sheath. I know what kind of sheath you're talking about. Yeah, people aren't terribly impressed. N- never really liked the rubber sheath. No. <laughs> well, you so have you have three kids. You had to <laughs> you had to get fixed because yeah, yeah, yeah I you just didn't like the rubber sheath. I just spent a whole bunch of money to not have to use rubber sheath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's them there. Yeah, that's the loons right what there. Do, what do they run? They're hundred bucks, and uh, for some reason, uh, giving the size of them is not important on this page. Too big for Jim. <coughs> yeah, but I mean, you you can go as crazy as you want with pliers. I mean, you can go up to Van Stalls, or you can get the ten dollar pair from Amazon. And depending on what you're using it for, or how much you use it, it doesn't really. You know, if you're cutting wire, and and fishing line, and doing that a lot, you want a good set with a good pair of nippers on them. But if you're just unhooking the occasional bowfin or pike, spend fifteen twenty bucks get a pair of. I think I'm just going to grab an old rusty pair of pliers out of the toolbox if I get on a plane again. That way I don't care if they get taken. There you go. That's probably the way to go. Well, Flip Pallet is a big fan of the Manly pliers, but they're like they're like 50 bucks now. Manly. Manly pliers? Yeah, they uh so they don't they don't open at an angle. They they open horizontally to each other. So the jaws move simultaneously horizontally instead of... So they scissor? No, they don't scissor. Oh, they don't scissor. How would that work for musking? I don't, I don't know. I, I looked at them once and I went, these are just, they're not for me. But they could be, but a lot of people love them. Flip Pallet loves them. <coughs> and he's no dummy. While we're still uh, on plier talk, one last thing to add on to it. Would, do you guys prefer the angled style of plier or do you prefer a traditional plier well things i don't really fish for musky too god awful often uh i will say when i am using a pair of hemostats even i like the ones with the angle on the end i mean just you know and i always have a pair of pliers with me anyway just in case anything does happen on the boat i've noticed a lot of uh the plier companies that are out there they're starting to go to like almost like a pistol grip right style plier yep so i don't Mm. have i really don't have a preference I mean, as long, as long as my fingers aren't going near the teeth, I don't really give a crap. I would probably prefer the other style just because of everything I'm used to. Uh, and, it, you know, working construction, 10 snips, man. <laughs> they work like this. And, yeah, you know, and they just they feel more normal to just be doing things that I would be more comfortable with, I, I'd imagine. I use them as little as possible. I mean, I'd rather just stick my hand there and grab it and get it out. Sure, me too. But I will say that the longer the point and the more visible that it is, the better it is. So, like, I mean, the Simpsons I have now are nice, they're, but they're a little on the snub nose side. So you're getting down and you think you're getting on to the actual, like, bend of the hook, but you're not. And to have something that's a, like a more of a needle nose, it's a little narrower, you can kind of guide that in and see it when you're going down, like angle your hand in. But I don't know. Uh, it's tough because, really, I would spend the thirty bucks and get a pair of the O Pros long extension ones, like the, like the open the mouth, and then get like one of them long ones, and you know, for if you're getting a big bag, just get the mouth spreader and then get like a pair of long like, hand ones, you know what I mean, and then figure out whatever one. Just get a cheap pair of the cutter because if you're cutting a lot of wire, you're gonna blow through the wire like crazy. So like something like them slick ones for fifty bucks. And then get a pair of mouse spreaders or something, or either that, like, like those jaw spreaders that I got, the the ratchet handle ones. 
Yeah, hold, yes, but here, there's, hold on. I'm going to come over to the computer there. Well, while Mark is moving to the computer, we're talking some, uh, there's another pair just, of pliers. You know, things you should have. This are things you should have while you're musky fishing. Absolutely. You know, you're talking jaw spreaders. You're going to want your cutters, these kind of things. And I've never had to use the jaw spreaders yet, though. I feel it, but also I feel like that's a tool that I hope I don't have to use it. Well, sometimes they inhale flies. A couple times. Yeah, well, I feel like if a fish, like if you get a really hot fish that just doesn't want to be handled, I feel like putting those down in there, I feel like that could cause the fish a little bit of harm there. We have a uh, seat swap here. So, hey, Chris, how's it? How's it over there? It's weird. You look like it's you have. Weird. You look like you're the hunchback of Notre Dame over there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's not your height. Yeah, it really right isn't. Here. Oh, they're sold out. The Doctor Slick Barracuda. That's not like going to be a pair that you're going to fly with because they're eight and a half inches. But look at the point on them. You oh can yeah. guide that and watch that go the whole way down in, and they're not snub nose. So you can actually see that thing lock onto the bend of the hook where it's tough when you get to the other ones. You, you, you can as well. Does that have the two, uh, the two bending points? No. It's just all straight. Okay. But there was another one, though, I thought that had like a, a pistol handle or not like a pistol handle, but like a grip handle like your like your jaw spreader did. And it came down like clipped with like an end on it that looked pretty slick. Mm, not showing up on here anymore. Sold out. Mm. Those aren't bad either. Oh, yeah. 25 nice. bucks. You can oh, dang. Yeah, for 25 bucks. That's a nice pair of pliers. Loon. Outdoor apex needle nose pliers. Those yeah, that's a that's nice. a musky bag must have. Yeah, I, I would yeah, grab some of those if you don't have some. If you're going to the beast, get all your stuff ready. You know, you want to handle fish as well as we can, as well as anybody can, you know can. And we can't do beast talk yet. I'm just saying, you know. That's for or the Or if end. you're out, you know, we getting ready for the fall season, you know, get yourself some of this stuff if you're going to go into the musky game and be ready. You know, because you don't want to be in a bad situation and hurting a fish, cutting your hands all up. Well, not know. not just that, but like I screwed up my very first muskie ever that I brought to the boat because I wasn't prepared with the right net. I had my little smallmouth net and that was that. I could have landed that muskie, but I mean, it was a little baby smallmouth net. This was like three years ago, four years ago. And uh, got it to the boat, trying and trying to get it in. Came unbuttoned at the boat. I tell you one thing I noticed last time though was I was been, I've been fi- like just messing around and playing like when you know you're over top of fish it's fun to throw something like smaller, kind of just messing with actions but small hook buried in that hard mouth with a thicker snub nose pair of pliers, it is hard to get it back out of there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I really wish I'd have had the needle nose for something like that. Remember that fish, that first strip one had that little hook in the back. Boy, it was a pain to get it out without trying to get a hold of your. Slipping off of it, and yeah. Well, that was like on my fish I caught with you and Michael, the, yeah. the big muskie. I, I literally felt the pliers wrap all the way around the bend of the hook, and it just tore the hell out of the top of the fly. Yeah, I think for what you're what you're doing, I would say. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I get something you can travel with. Or yeah, I, just, you, I you definitely want, want that'll something. be for that. But for like what you're thinking, muskie, I would get a long pair of needle nose and just keep in the bag. Just for like them, because then you can really guide that down in. They're long, they're out of the way, like an eight and a half inch pair. 
But then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Whatever you want to do. On, Not like, to you mention, when you're, you know, you don't, like you just said, you don't want to destroy your fly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to keep I mean, slipping off that. Out of the fish, yeah. it, you know, if you, can, <coughs> if you can watch that player get a hold of it and pop it out of there, it's a lot better than sticking in and squeezing and trying. Because you're doing that. You're just ripping fibers off the fly by just grabbing away. What's that? Scientific game. Those. That looks like a pair of hemostats. Yeah, they're hemos, but they're that pistol grip you were talking about. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That ain't. I'm not liking that. No, I'm talking no. something different. Right there, right there, up, up to the right. What is that? Oh, the hook, yeah, the hook remover. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh. What is that? Loon. Yeah, that's the loon hook remover. I'm wondering how that would do because that has that little like thing at the end. And it's super long. You go down, pull it, and then just boom, push, push that yeah, thing yeah, right out. It, push it down. It. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like that with like I mean, you really the the jaw spreaders are nice to have. I've used them on a couple times. The ones you have, I really like because them cheap little ones, boy, I tell you what, I have no faith in them things at all. Right. When they're locked in, they're good, but I don't like putting them in. It just yeah. jacks the fish's mouth, but I think something like that would work. I can't remember exactly which ones I got, but I got those off Musky Fool. So they the were, they were Yeah, ones. They're nice. They're video pro ones. If you're looking for a pair of jaw spreaders and you want a nice pair, not like the chintzy, like couple buck ones, that's the pair to get. Them Opro ones are really sweet. That's what I have. Yeah, them are sweet. I uh, And they fit right in the side of my uh, just-in-case box. They're coated at the end, too, yep. so you're not, like, jamming a piece of metal through the fish's mouth. Yep, and it looks like they've updated them as well. I got to snag a pair. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is different. Mm -hmm. Are they? I got to grab a pair of yep. them. But the other thing uh, not to neglect is a pair of bolt cutters. Like, if you don't have a pair of bolt cutters on your boat, not so much for the fish, but for your buddies, <laughs> you, sh you should really think serious about it because a six-odd hook you're not cutting with, with a pair of dykes. Mm -mm. It's going to hurt to pop well, it. that's when you push it through. Mm, that'd be nice. And could be in a little girl about it. Not can't always happen. Not always, but, I mean, I, I push one through. Yeah, six-odd's a little hard to push through. Push that mm -hmm. shank down and be a man and rip it. Big old gummy right in the hand. Yeah. But, I mean, it, you're right. It's probably the better thing to have. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, yeah, and if one way or the other, you got to push it through. Well, if you're, if, I mean, if you're up against the bone, you're not pushing it through. Right? Yeah, like but if, if are you going to bolt cut it and leave it in there? Yeah, you bolt cut it and then go to the hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just left it in there and went and got pictures. Yeah, or, or man up, tape it down, and get back to fishing. Yeah. What's the... Uh, I, I mean, mean, I've never, and I'm sure it has happened, and I've never seen an instance with a single hook where you've needed to cut it out. No, me neither. I had that one in my neck. That no, one my I'm neck. talking <laughs> on a fish. Oh, not yeah, a on human. On, on a fish, absolutely. I'm talking in a fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're fishing trebles, yeah, you, you, you can use them to cut them out because you're probably going to have to cut them out. But yeah. I've never seen a single hook situation. No, and I don't know out. that I'd use bolt cutters on a fish because i mean you can get it out i've never i've never had a situation where i couldn't nah. get a hook up but on a person like i always keep a pair in the boat just yeah just in case because we make sense because we fish with rick and like <laughs> there's a danger there <laughs> <laughs> oh he is old i mean geez and i don't know that he's thrown a fly rod since last year's beast so uh -oh. you know we we could be in trouble mark you better tell him start throwing some uh, flies Safe for those ocean fish. Safety wise, be, we could uh, be in trouble. He can run a trolling motor. Yeah, right on. You guys have. Oh, I'll bring helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Children's helmets. 
Dude, if we showed up with football helmets. Oh, it'd be the best. <laughs> He'd be so butthurt. Oh, my gosh. Well, I Come almost. On, guys. You guys talking about it alone is probably going to. Oh, yeah. We'll be getting a message about it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So this year for the Beast, I'm going to bring bubble wrap for my cowl on the on the back of my boat <laughs> when Mark's in the back. And I'll bring helmets for us when Rick's casting. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. You know, that is not a bad oh, idea. Oh, I mean, it's like nothing like standing right directly beside a 150 that's like up to your armpit. Yeah, it's, it's a and big then, motor. And then trying to send like a 700 Sink 8 over top of a backhand with a wind coming. And it's too late now. I mean, that thing Boom. is it is battle scarred. Oh. <laughs> that one that I sent sideways through the hole, though, and it's like all you hear is boom. And it's like, where'd the fly go? We're all looking around like, where's the fly at? It's sideways in the motor. (laughs) 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 It like physically took force to reach it and pull it back out of the crowd. That thing has been beat. Oh, and it had so many. I have busted heads of river pigs off. I off your like literally cracked them open as like their junk. mm -hmm. Had to peel the glue off of them and pop a new fly on. Yeah, I've done it too. It's just Mark does it more because I usually fish from the front. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark's yeah. casting backhand. We need to get like a buffer and some. Uh, just well, yeah, see it's, if it'll fill. It's too late. <laughs> I was in. I was looking at because they make cement. Like, put a little bit of buffing cement in them. You should put a ramp. A little. Put like a little like fake like plastic ramp on the one side so when his fly hits it, it just shoots it. Like, shoo- like for the gone. what we need is like them little foam thingies like the football players yeah. are wearing right you, yeah, now. Yeah, you that. see those? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you get an insulated cover for it? Because it's too late. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah, I'm wor- polishing a turd at this point. Yeah, band. I'm worried <laughs> dent number one thousand three hundred and thirty-one is gonna ruin the cover of my <laughs> engine. Hey. <laughs> uh, what's it? Uh, function before form. That's exactly right. You know, I'm not. I mean, shit. I'm it not doesn't concerned. matter. I think the two-hander now being that this one being a foot longer. Give you a little more separation. Yeah, I think that'll make a big... Boy, you were launching that two-hander. Holy cow. I tell you what, it's even better now. Did you? I switched up to... Went to the bigger tip with a 600. I've been yeah. messing with that. It's unreal. Yeah, we went out Wednesday morning. Did you try it then on 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 Wednesday? No, I, I, no, I had the 500 with a light tip. But I did take it. Wait, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, it did perfect. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have any problems with that no. extra foot. You can bomb that thing. Oh, oh dude, gosh. he was sending it across. We watched you catch your balance with a couple of your your loads, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're wobbling on that rock as you're still casting. It is. It's mm. a treat. Yeah, that water was coming down, and those rocks were slick. Mm. Oh, I've been going out still and, like, mess with the dog, and he chases it around. So mm-hmm. my wife comes out and goes and sits on the porch. I was like, all right, bud, let's send one up to mom. And I, like, turn. Make a couple false casts, and I send this one, and it's like on a missile, and it's on a direct line, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's good. Now, mind you, I'm like 75 feet, and she's elevated. So, like, when I send, I'm like, that's going to go right over her head. And then all of a sudden, wham, you got to be kidding me, <laughs> right in the forehead. Like, luckily, it was like an inch above her eye, but that sucker was coming in hot. <laughs> like, hey, got my aim down. Yeah. So. Keep in mind, no hooks were involved. Oh, right. Now the hook's cut off of it. Yeah, especially if the dog's chasing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now to make it a little more fun, I got like them little cones that my daughter has for soccer. So I just go and chuck them around the yard and then just oh, yeah. target shoot at them. But 
I don't know. I have more of a casting style where I like to kind of get it going a little bit of speed and then just let it load deep and then just hammer. Blast where it, yeah. instead of it's like where a lot of people like that tip and just speed it and just keep. I'm, 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 and so that extra almost overlining it for me is a lot better. And I mean, I was throwing into the backing today with it. Nice. And I was messing around with him, trying to wear him out before I left. And it's like, I just kept stripping. Next thing I look up, and it's like white going up the rod. I'm like, holy crap. All right. I'm like, fine. And like, it's that left hand. It's just trying to keep, I'm almost like right now, like working with myself, like to turn my body so that I can just physically not push it with my right hand and only use my left hand. And like, when I can get that speed and just stop with that thing and not push it, it is ridiculous. I mean, it's just like, look out. <laughs> Line's gone. Awesome. He did a backing with it. Well, that means it's more like time with the fly in the water, which means more chance for us to win the beast. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Cover oh, the law. I mean, I don't want to be stripping and, you know, trying to set a hook out at that distance. But to know, you know, you can just sit and, and fire and pinpoint there. As you just keep dialing it back when you start fishing with it, I mean, it is just going to be. It's in incredible where you can six, 60 to 75 feet. I mean, you can, you can drop where you want it. It's nice. like a golf swing almost, you know, like casting. I, we were talking about last week, I think. It it's, it's like one of those yeah. things. It's like it, it, it reminds me a lot of a golf swing because I used to golf five days a week when I was younger. And you would feel when you did everything right, the ball would come off right. It would go in the right place. Everything worked right. You went back to your swing right. Same thing it's with you, – You're never going to perfect yeah. it, so you just do it until you repeat it until you just don't get it, you know, and wrong. The, you just yeah. do it, you know – and you let the club do the work, or you right, let the everything. fly rod do the work. Yeah, you let the rod exactly. work for you, and and you could, I could see even like myself just getting a little better and better. <coughs> even now, <coughs> not that I'm a great caster at all, but you just need to stop. That's all you need to do. Literally, you just need to stop. You dump all the line back and then fire. Yeah. If you just stopped, a better yeah. That's that is your problem. You just have to you have to create yourself a stop, a point and point. You just dump it and then go. That's all you need to do. Just learn where to stop the fly rod, and you're good. And even being more, like, I felt like my accuracy has been a little better this year as well, just casting. But The stop will help time. you a lot with the musky flies, because that yeah. that'll get that line speed going so that you're not trying to pull all of that on that forward cast to let it all go. Then the rod's working for you. Yeah. Then it's doing all of the work. Yeah, and if you're letting it drift back, you're never feeling that load. Yeah, 100%. I like feeling that load. Don't we know it? Yep. You know. Around your cheeks. And so. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right, right in the cheeks. Yeah, right in the cheeks. Right. <laughs> Bo both of them. Both of them. If we're going to get technical, both both sets. Um, Chris Chris is like an Amish electrician right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was, oh, I saw that and I was like, I got to send that to Chris. You miss 100% uh, of so the shots you don't take. Right. Thank you, All, sir. Every one of them. Every one of them. That's that's what Michael Jeez. Jordan said. Um, so oh, I, you know, I want to. We're gonna we're gonna take a break here in about you know seven eight minutes here. But uh, I want to thank. Uh, Not that he's dialing it right. I want to thank you guys for last week. Uh, I was a single dad. I had a, a kid here that wanted to hang out with the guys, and you it guys was were, awesome. I love you guys. Were very, you guys are very gracious no, to wait. be so <laughs> wait, nice. Wait, wait, this is fantastic because I get. I, I just opened the door, and Jay's daughter, Riley, comes around. We got a new fish. We got a new fish. I oh, go yeah. in and see it. As soon as she goes, yeah, we got it for Dad because he made it without a weekend without Mom. Because <laughs> he, he did such a good job without Mom yeah, that he gets a fish. Well, that's not a bad reward. So. Yeah. 
I'd take a beta fish. Yeah. I got a new beta fish. And it's, it has it's to do fantastic. nothing. At, at least, it, it, as long as I feed it, right? They live. Yeah. So yeah. put that in your I've, tank. I've kept, <laughs> I, yeah, my tank, my my fish, my one fish will probably eat it. I don't know, man. That I've beta fish f- got some scrap. Like, I've talked it. about oh, it that beta fish will be dead in about five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you put yeah. him in that big tank. Yeah. Uh, again, I got one fish. He's probably huge. He's big. He's probably, I'd say, an inch thick, uh, side to side, and he's probably, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 inches long or so. And he's been there for 15 years, so I, I, I'm going to try to keep this bait alive as long as I can. But that was funny, yeah. yeah it was, it was the, I came home, and I had a new fish. So Awesome. It was a lovely gift for my, for my family, for me being such a... For keeping your kid alive. Yes, yes. And I was with my mom most of the time. For doing what your wife literally does every day. (laughs) (laughs) You were rewarded. Yes. (laughs) I was gone for four days. You're still alive. Thank you for not burning our house down, (laughs) killing our child, or wrecking our car. And thank you for staying sober long enough to make all of this happen. Here's a Sober enough (laughs) to make (laughs) all of this happen. Sober enough. You know, hey, hey, hey. For knowing your boundaries. Yes, sir. I made sure we ate. After everybody left last week, we went up and we ate more food. We dilly-dallied. Yeah, it I was fun. I didn't get the Burger King. Oh. <laughs> Sheets? <laughs> no. I went home and had a salad. No, oh, that sounds awful, but hey, yeah, it it's that time fun. of year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Salad season, fresh uh, stuff out everywhere. Dude, we fresh veggies. Yes. I'm trying to take off another 60 pounds before Christmas, so got to have the salad. You really <laughs> need a jacket. You, you start losing weight. Mm-hmm. You're all of a sudden going to feel what it's like to be yeah, cold. Yeah, welcome back I'm to skinny yeah. world. I am, w- uh-huh. I am willing to make that sacrifice. Jay, how to is put that, on a vest. Let me tell you, I graduated. It's great. I graduated at 215, and now I'm like barely pushing. Like 215? My biggest, I was like 225, 230. Wow. Yeah, when Mark I was 16, yeah. I was like. Mark was a big boy. Mark shrunk mm-hmm. in the basement. So I need to put a lot of layers on now. I miss them days of being internally heated. I would you start taking some of them layers off, boy. Whoo, buddy! I would take that sacrifice. I really would. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen my feet in years. If I have to put on a vest every now <laughs> and then <laughs> to see my toes, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. But, but yeah, it's, it but sucks. Yeah, Trying know. to lose weight sucks, but yeah. I got. I got three kids. I'd like to see them all graduate and maybe have some grandkids. So hey, I got to make some life changes. You should. You should definitely take care of yourself then. Yeah, and I don't eat crap. I just eat a lot of whatever I eat, which is sometimes crap. Let's be honest. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's hard, man. You just listed off Burger King and sheets. <laughs> but I ate neither of them. Yeah, and he you had went a for a salad. <laughs> yes, at home. Control. Mm. I like it. That's it. No Burger King on the way home. No, not tonight. Or sheets. No, I had I had strawberries uh, and some turkey breast on the way over here, like a nerd. Hey, <laughs> do what you do, man. Keep it keep it healthy. Uh, I want to thank the listeners for all the feedback that we've been getting on the uh, SVS Facebook page. Yeah, it's been I nice. Mean, it's been yeah. awesome. It's been nice to hear what you guys have liked to hear. Uh, it was nice to get all the feedback from Zach on, and even a couple weeks ago on different things. People putting out uh, different. Um, Articles that they had found, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just information. Information is always good to have out there. So thanks, everybody, for being so interactive in that. Uh, we're not interactive enough, but thank you guys for, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, go on there. I, p- <coughs> I posted on there this week. I posted Rick's uh, 
Beast of the yeah. East hype video. Oh my god! That he did that after our first beast. So many <laughs> ideas. That was so awesome. So many ideas from that. <laughs> we gotta and and I I told Rick then I was like, dude, we gotta do this again and be more, be more specific about it because that was just Rick randomly pulling out his GoPro and us going, damn it, Rick, what are you doing, <laughs> you nerd? Yeah, Attaching I, it back there and plugging it into the pole and everything. Yeah, he quit messing around with that thing. But oh. I mean, that video was was yeah, awesome. Good. My kid oh, wants yeah. to watch it all the time. Super yeah. video. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was he had us all he had us all in there doing our thing, hanging out mm-hmm. at the camp. I mean, it was an awesome awesome time. It was, and we were. I mean, we would have had a good one last year, but Bam lost all his all his footage, mm-hmm. which which sucked, but. You know, we'll 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 do one this year. Now that we know somebody that does good video editing, if I've we, been working in silently in the dark for a long time now. Yeah, if we all, you know, just fill up some memory cards, give it to you. Yeah, big, give them over. Big cat something. over here. Yeah. I got my new I got my new external hard drive in the mail yesterday. Nice. So, but time yeah, to go. I'll have some drone footage. I'll I have my GoPro and. What you know, kind of drone do you have? I have. Do you have a DJI? A DJI Mini Pro Three, I think. Or That's the one Pro I think I was looking at. I'm gonna get one too. I think. If I were to do it over again, I'd get the bigger one. Really? You get the Maverick? Mm-hmm. Only because uh, you're gonna have to register it anyway. Yeah. And the, the the thing about the Mini was you didn't have to register it, but you know, with like five eight mile an hour wind. You, I, I do like. I just don't feel comfortable flying it over water. I do like the little bit larger diameter with the Maverick too. Yeah, a little bit more stable. Yep. If I had to do it over again, I get the bigger one. But uh, I'm not going to do it over again because this one works and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Right. But I'll Man, tell you, right. they're tough to fly. Like they're tough to get the hang of. Yeah. Of flying it. I got a little pocket drone that I've had for forever, and I mean that was it was a bitch learning to fly that thing, but. I mean, I'm sure a little bit bigger of a drone would be a little easier knowing that I've played with a smaller one a lot. But Shout out, Mark. Boy, we all just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful hey, thinking, Jim. We, 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 think. we all get used to playing with smaller ones. <laughs> Are we going to keep going with the drone talk? I mean, no, you got, I'm done I, now. I, I liked no, it. That, I thought that, it was really nope, good. Nope, Mark ruined it all. That was yep. it. You ruined me. Yeah, How did I ruin Thanks, it? Uh, I'll just you I'll follow that up, one way up. I'll follow up with this. Bam Bam had a really big drone, and it was nice. <laughs> the biggest. Wh- that's why he roomed with Mark. That's why we shared. I, I think he had the Maverick. Yeah. You got I think he had a Maverick too. Yeah. You got a big drone. You want to sleep in my room? <laughs> uh, oh, and everybody that hits me uh, our social media stuff up uh, on Instagram and sends me reels. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love seeing the reels. I, I think they're hilarious. I love giving feedback on them. Uh, Dustin, all you guys, keep sending them, please. It's uh, wonderful. It gets me through my day laughing at shit that I, I don't get to look, or, you know, I might not have saw. Yeah. You know, and some of them I see myself, and but even keep sending them. I, I like every one of them. I think it's great. And if you're not on the Facebook page, uh, check it out. I mean, you don't have to participate. It's awesome if you do. But I think we're going to try to... You know, as we get more into musky season and closer to the beast, we're going to try to post some more stuff. And so it's worth it. I mean, hell, it's free. We don't spam anything. And all you got to do is answer the questions and you know to get in. You know what's nice? There are no stupid arguments like there are on other, other stupid Facebook pages. Right. I haven't heard one idiotic argument on any one of our, fa- on our Facebook page just yet um, or so far. 
And uh, we appreciate that too. Yeah, you know? I'll just kill it if, if yeah, if we'll there sex, is. Well, we'll I mean, sex Sims on you. Yeah, I, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? It's, it seems mm-hmm. like it's all been pretty cool back and forth, and I, I really appreciate seeing it. Yeah. I like reading about it and seeing what everybody says on Monday. Yeah, me too. And uh, keep keep uh, keep texting us, Pat. We love the we <laughs> love your. Uh, t- you tell me what I do wrong. I love listening to Monday morning what Jay said wrong or what Jay, I I pronounced this person's name wrong or I said this city name wrong or I I'm sure I said a bunch of stupid things. So now we I should like, like make a point to like throw something in purposely wrong and just wait and see how long it takes for Pat to find it. Oh yeah, because usually it's like nine a.m. Monday morning. Really. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, I already heard how stupid I am. So it's great. I love I love hearing how dumb I am. So keep telling me, you know, I I'd said this or did this wrong. I'd be interested in a group chat on that. Like if you were just to clue me and like Pat, when you send that, you know, send it to all of us. How dumb Jay is. I think we'd all appreciate that very much. Hey, well, he said he, well, he, <laughs> the problem is he most of it's about you. So I, I don't know if he could, you know, <laughs> it works that way. No, I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Okay. Sounds good. <coughs> bum, bum, <laughs> bum. Everybody's been great. Hey, on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with some, uh, we're going to go staying with some kids, some Tuesday Night Cat, and uh, Civil War. Hey, so I, uh, you and I had made some plans on the last podcast, uh, loosely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About going staining. Yes. And, uh. You had <coughs> mentioned place you wanted to go. Well, somebody listened to that, our buddy Derek, and said, "Well, I want to go saning as well. Like, I, I want to get the kids in there saning." And he mentioned, "Man, the same place." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, let's let's go." Because and if we can have his wealth of knowledge with us, absolutely. Yes. And now you're looking at things, and he even said, "Like, bring goggles for the kids to be able to look and see what's happening down in the water and." a few different other ideas uh, when he texted me. And I was like, that sounds great. And yes, yes, and yes, we would love to have you. I mean, that'd be wonderful. That'd be awesome. I mean, I have one sane. If we get a hold of another sane, I think my dad has one. I might be able to take out of his garage too. Get two Just take my cradle. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. Basically, you could... You that could, thing doesn't hold fish though. <laughs> you could... How, how, how big are the holes? I don't know. You'd have to look at it to see. But I mean, uh, it's definitely not as small as a saying is. No, but it's probably half a pencil hole, don't you think? Oh well, that's pretty tight then. That that'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, I just wondered, you know, I mean, my saying, I I kind of made myself out of a couple broomsticks. I put bulbers on the one end. Of, I bought a saying net and just kind of manufactured it from there. Cool. Put, put weights on the bottom end, like you're supposed to, and. Man, it works so efficiently. And I know where we want to do it. I, I mean, I have the exact spot that it's going to be dynamite. And he also, he, yeah, he gave me a couple coordinates, and I'm like, well, uh, let's, 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 let's do this. This would be a lot of fun. Will the kids stomp above us, and we'll just be able to rake in all kinds of cool, fun things. Yeah, there's, and yeah, there's a couple spots I can think of off the top of my head. Man, even have like a, man, I might have to look for my old uh, bubbler. I uh, had battery pack bubblers. Oh, yeah? Uh, to transfer my fish from the long move, you know, from Columbus. Cool. And, uh, man, that'd be cool to have them there because then you could just put them in, like, a little Tupperware or whatever and let the kids kind of just chill and look at them in there as mm-hmm. well. And then we'll release them or whatever you'd like to do with them at that point. Feed them the other bigger fish. We should 
bring some rods and use the things we're finding to catch smallmouth uh, with the kids. Yeah, for the, our, for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. With, with ourselves, but for the kids. I will allow bait fishing if it's for the kids. Yeah, and, and Jay. I'm and a big kid. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Uh, and I think like like a week from Sunday. Week from Sunday? A week from next Sunday. Week from next I go Sunday. Because I go to Illinois on Wednesday, and then I don't come back until the 18th. Cool. I hope that all works out. Uh, I, I'll probably be free. If it's on the weekend, I'll be open. Yeah, so like so. the 20th. Derek, let us know what you think about the 20th, as long as we have the weather, of course. Yeah, and the spot I'm thinking of has also other benefits. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Like I said, it should be a lot of fun. Maybe we maybe we can get away with bringing a fly rod. Oh yeah. <coughs> so that I he said, man, they had like cool mussels and all kinds of different things, and I I know every, most of the places I go have mussels in them and all the man just unbelievable. Uh, just even the aquatic life that when you flip over a rock, like the different nymphs and midges and yeah, it's and all that stuff to me is I love, and I've talked about it on the podcast before. That I just I love it. It makes me just ooh, this is what the fish are eating, you yeah. know. Not in every instance, but smaller fish would be eating that thing, those things, and uh, trout are usually what I would be, you know, right referring to eating, what eating is eating that. Um, but even you see the crayfish. Or the, you know, uh, if we're lucky enough, maybe a helgramite. I'd love, yeah, to, I'd helgramite, love to see a helgramite. You know, and yeah, sculpin especially. That's what the smallmouth are eating. Yep. Crayfish, sculpin, helgramite. Could be a real good time. Yeah, Will be a real be. good time. Yeah, it should be a real good time. My daughter loves that. and I, th- I think Xavier time. would go crazy over it. He's and then you can get verification. <coughs> Yeah. Oh, when, yeah. I'll, I'll when, need, when you see my son, I'll need written verification. <laughs> He's not terribly good with the writing. Well, <laughs> or, I'm mean, gonna at least need a signature. I'll need a, well, at least a signature saying that the uh, million-inch muskie existed. Mm-hmm. Well, he had to write a note this week. He was at a uh, day camp and uh, he was bored, so he kicked uh, <laughs> he kicked the deck at this day camp and broke it. <laughs> and they're like, "We don't even know what to do. This has never happened." So we made him write uh, an apology letter. And it was, it was very nice. It was, I'm sorry that I kicked and broke this. Please forgive me. Oh, and I was like, that's, mm-hmm. and I didn't coach him to write that. He wrote it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you better coach him to write the million. Million inch, inch musky. Three it quality strip sets. Exist. <laughs> <laughs> He pinned him. Corner pocket. <laughs> Corner pocket. <laughs> Biggest fish I've ever seen. Oh, uh, that's great. You know, okay, we will. I will. We will. And we'll all be there to see it. You know, at least we'll have Derek. He'll be there. He can verify. We'll have Riley come down. She can verify that he said it. Good deal. Yeah, Sounds and, you, great. and you'll be there to back me up. Sure. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be the one running the scene. Or you can. Does unless it involve bending? Unless you're, <laughs> uh, unless we'll see how your, uh, you know, your huevos are feeling then. I'm gonna tell you, buddy. If, if, if my huevos feel then like they do now, I'm I'm in fighting shape. Oh well, there we go. Hey, uh, me. It took me a year. I don't know. Maybe it's just a mental thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I had it Friday. 
Friday, I swear to God, I didn't feel a thing all day long. The only thing I felt was like when I would... The anesthesia? Well, they didn't give me a local. I mean, I was, they, just, they just sedated me. Like, I wasn't under general general. They just gave me a local. Uh, the only thing I felt was like when I would rub the stitches, it was like a little pinch. But there was no pain. And then yesterday, there was like a dull throb. And today, good. I mean, Jay, he only had a snip done. He didn't have a full replacement like you did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you click and clack when you walk, sir? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, you've heard it. It sounds like the, it sounds like the horse is outside my house. <laughs> I wonder how that 5K sounded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the horse running really fast. Click and click. Remember those clacker balls exactly. when you were yeah, a kid that would pop and crackle? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how you sound. So I wonder how, oh man, I wonder, yeah, man, staying in a place <laughs> like that, I, I wonder how many big species that we will find in small, like small fish, but yes. what could be a bigger species? Dude, you know? just, this could be amazing. Uh, any, any, uh, you know, any fish is the limit, really, and there are so many different kinds of fish in there. I mean, it, oh, oh yeah. man, I can't, I can't wait to see, you know, if you could sing up just bunches of small mouth or, you know, yeah. Who knows? Any small fish, pike, muskie, whatever it be. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a man. It's gonna be cool. Or you should come just for the back fun. Back in the day, we've got them doing. I mean, we weren't intentionally going for that, but in the bigger poles and like the little one that you used to go into closer to my house, we would say and all that, and then use them for um, like catfish and what have you, wipers. But uh, we got some nice smallmouth out of there. Every once in a while, you get one doing it. I mean, they're they're there. They swim into it, and you lift it quick enough. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see some there. cool stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm and sure even, you're talking about where I think you are. Y- we are. Yeah. And, uh, That'd be fun. Even just swimming Not underneath with goggles on, I think, <laughs> will be awesome. You know, even just like one or two feet of water, watching everything come down through. Well, you know, too, at the back end of them, you can get to where it's all funneled and where you can, you can walk in and not be like, you know, still have... And, 20 feet around you and there's so many bait fish right at the back end where all that water sucking through mm-hmm. man walk right down through and fill that sucker up remember bring our kids uh, everybody have a life jacket for your kid oh yeah and then you know they'll be good to just float around yeah and it's, it ain't deep no, <laughs> right that's what I mean. there's yeah, so. nothing yeah. there right now well, seeing things driving by that that I didn't know existed there yeah Never bad to see things. We got water coming this week, though. We're supposed to get like an inch and a half this week. Mm-hmm. Perfect time for me to leave. <laughs> got but a little go- bit of I'm a start going- today. I mean, it was rain there for a good hour, a little over. But Yeah, I'm going bass fishing next week, though. So that'll be... Going, ba- going bassing. Going bassing. Maybe I'll pick up a southern draw like Jay does when he talks about <laughs> bass fishing. Hey, you going to be running that spinner bait? <laughs> Not a chance. Did you, did you use the uh, self-checkout at the I new like, dollar store? I like spinner bait. No, I don't work at the it's, dollar store. I said you've used the self-checkout there? No, I don't work at the dollar oh, store. It's got a southern draw to it. it oh, oh really? does it? Yeah. <laughs> You're using our self-checkout. You got this set up wrong. It's supposed to say yins. Are yins using a... No, so Yin's guys gonna get the two Gatorades. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, uh, two for no, four. Uh, I I refuse to use self checkout anywhere because I don't work at Walmart. Oh no, I refuse and to use the checkout now so that I don't have to wait behind the idiots. You know, I want to sit I, and I take an I, hour. 
It's boom, boom, in, out. And I, that's like I what my peeve don't was. Don't blame you for that. You would go in, there'd be like four people in line. The person working, God knows what's going on upstairs. And ding. And two ding. people are writing well, checks. They don't but care. You know, I, and it's I like. Always, I, I like the, the, the thrill of playing the game. Because you, no. you look and you look and you're like, man, that looks like a good line there. I, I think always that's a good choose incorrectly. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> no, always. So, so right to the self checkout. My wife and I will, you know, we'll, we'll look at who's checking the person out. You know, if she's over 65, I'm probably not going to that line because she wants to talk to everybody. You know, and you gotta, you gotta, gotta, you gotta play the game. You gotta find the person who's probably checking people out like they just don't give a shit and they just want to get out of here. I was, at, just check, 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 you know. I was at Home Depot last week, and uh, I had to use the checkout checkout because I was buying all sorts of different sizes, nuts and bolts and stuff like that. You can't do self-checkout for that. So there's one guy in line, and I'm like, that's the man. That's the guy. So I get up there and pulls his pants up, and she's like, would you be interested in saving $3.33 by applying for a Home Depot card today? <laughs> He's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. So he goes down to his knees and fills out the application. She runs it all through and she's like, well, I'm sorry, sir. You're not, you're not approved. And he's like, all right. So he gets out his checkbook to write his check for whatever the hell he's buying. I'm 20 minutes into this. (laughs) (laughs) Self-checkout would have been nice. I put my earbuds in and I started listening to an audio book. I'm like, I'm going to stand here and listen to this audio book until this chucklehead's done. And whatever, I'm not in any rush. Never in any rush. I just don't like working at the store. You know, I never wanted to work at Home Depot or no, Walmart. No, I'm, I'm on your team here. Is I very rarely use the self checkout. I allow the people that are paid to do that job to sure. do that job. Sure, that's why I like. I don't know. I just like rolling dice. I know. I know Mark. He doesn't like dealing with people anyway. So I don't blame him. I mean, I understand it, and I sometimes I do use it. At like Walmart or something, but Costco, some some place, yes, and I, I, some places, and it just. But for me, it's like my daughter's like, let's use a self checkout. I'm like, I don't work at Walmart. Uh, I'm <laughs> in the I'm middle of Walmart, out, dude. <laughs> yelling at my daughter, and I just want to get in and me. get out. But yeah, I mean, how anymore? The only places I ever go to, it seems like post office, dollar store, and sheets. Here's the <laughs> way. Here's the way to do your stuff at Walmart. Get everything. Go in by the uh, one of the outdoor outlets, like you know. Oh, I dude! Usually go in by the when tire I went to, section. when I go to Walmart, I park in the back by yeah, the tire, tire and, and I walk yep. the wall. Yep, and everything too, goes left yep. off the wall. Yep. And like my wife would like tell me something, I was like, "No, I don't never, I don't, don't know." She's like, "What do you mean? You've never?" But I'm like, "No, I've never walked that part of the store." She's like, "How? I've never needed anything in that area." It's like you had to walk past. I'm like, "No, I park in this side. I go in that door." She's like, it's been closed for a month. I was like, I know. And I turn around and I left. Like, you seriously didn't go? I was like, no. If that door is closed and there's a sign on it, I'd make a U-turn right there and I leave. I go in the back right. I walk in. If I need a food, I go there. If I need something from the bait or from the fishing, it's there. If I need something for the mower in the, in the boat, it's right there. I said, Other than that, I don't have to walk past all the garbage. None of it. Yeah, I, we do Walmart. We do Completely. a Walmart pickup every Sunday morning, and that's it. We do not go into Walmart. We, we order the stuff online, Hell no. go, we park, put in the parking spot we're in, they bring it to our trunk, and we leave. 
Yeah, once in a while I want to go look at white trash and it's funny. Okay, <laughs> right on. <laughs> you know, once in a while I just want to go laugh and think, man, it is fun people watching. That is the place. It is fun people watching. Yeah, watch it was. It. We used to, I, I, it makes me feel good about myself. We used to have a, <laughs> we used to have a bonanza in town, and that was the place I wanted to feel good about myself. Like when I was having a real shitty day, I'd be like, I'm going to go eat a bonanza tonight. <laughs> What's that, like a Golden Corral? Yeah, it was like a, a budget Golden Corral. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. They don't have a chocolate fountain. No, I hear, I hear Golden didn't. Corral now pays by the pound. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I guess you have to weigh your food. Yeah, you how fat you got to be, you got to weigh your food by the pound now. Yeah. Well, we got way off track here. What did we even okay. start on? So we what was this? I don't remember. Universal health care. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not going back there again. We are not going back there again. I, we were talking about the kids going. Uh, we're, we were talking about the kids saying. Oh, that's right. I don't know saning. where the hell we got on that from saying. Uh, but it's going to be a good time. Like, again, we're going to we're going to leave that one. We're going to go to uh, Tuesday night. Ow, that's my elbow. Uh, you're going to take. Our buddies out catfishing again. I am, and I, guys, uh, I I might just just screw work on Wednesday and be really tired and just come and hang out with you guys. Come for, on, just for the fun of hanging out, just even for a little bit. Something you know, to do till midnight. To go, even if I have to yeah, go home a little early, gonna be good. I'll probably shoot out Tuesday night for a bit. Yeah, just I'll, to hang out. So. You know, I don't have to reel anything in. I just want to. I just want to go see Derek and hang out because I haven't got to see him in a while. It'd yeah, be Derek's awesome good, dude. Man, I I like I really. Yeah. I, I started fishing with him. You know, he he's all about the catfish now, man. I took him out that first time with him and Andrew. They had a blast. I mean, they hooked a bunch of fish. I just and you know, I mean, I wanted to make that whole trip about them, so I just let them go. They had every single opportunity that the rods gave up, and that was they had such a blast that Derek went out and bought the same combos almost damn near that I have. Maybe nice if you get like a nice steady rain all day tomorrow, and it's not like a. Because it's, I was just looking through, and it's not showing like there's any hour that shows like any spike in precipitation. No, it's supposed it to looks be a like couple, like a, three, like four a, hours, yeah. like a steady deal, and it might just be like a nice little like color up to where it'll turn them fish and get them some fresh moving water this, through it. This first part of our first part of August, every single year, this is where the big fish come. Run the biggest bait that you possibly have, the biggest lead, pin it to the floor. And just wait. Do we need some big creek chubs, dude? I'm telling you, big. I'm ones. telling you, creek chubs. Big, dude. If if they're that big, yeah, I would say if you can get some of those between now and Tuesday, yes, that would be awesome. But <laughs> if they're going to be, you know, under six inches, we're just going to be picking. No, cats. no, no, big, big, big ones. All right. Speaking of weights, did you see the iCast? They had that six pound sinker, that milled sinker, six hundred dollars. What? Yeah. Was it like downrigger sinker? Find oh, it was, yeah, yeah, they had a, I sent it to Rick. I'll find it here. But, but yes, a six pound sinker for 600 bucks. I'll I, put I it like to the it. floor for you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You yeah. won't get it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get it back. You're going to drag it all the way back to the shore. Well, and you're going to drag we're gonna it. We're going to pin it with something at six pounds. We're going to throw a small child out there. Uh, That's a very small child. <laughs> I mean, they don't generally sink either. <laughs> Well, not right away. <laughs> Come on, they will do it. They. Wow. Oh yeah, I did see that. That's oh, ridiculous. Sure. Thanks, oh, Mark. and it's we it's love a, the music. It's a Holy cylinder. Holy hell! Yeah. Well, you know, you'd almost use that as a as a for one of our rafts. Dude, it looks like a roll of quarters. <laughs> it would, that might be an anchor. A six hundred dollar yeah. anchor, yeah, that you might not get back one day. Yeah, it looks like a roll of quarters. That's all the bigger it is. Yeah, fully machined out. And it's six pounds. Six pounds. It's a tungsten. What tungsten. do you use that for? Ocean yep. fishing? 
Yeah. Groupers. Uh, yeah, six-pound halibut. Hold on. The, the, that thing is the size of a roll of quarters? Yeah. And it weighs uh, six so it pounds? Weighed, it was a little bigger than that. It looked like a roll much. of 50-cent pieces. Yeah, no. yeah, like a roll of 50-cent pieces, maybe. Yeah, but Holy that was, shit. That was this tall. That is dense. I mean, it looks. It, it didn't look even as... like Probably smaller than a Celsius can. It sure, it, yeah. it sure wasn't as big as this no. 16 ounce. No. Still even thinking six pounds. That and, and maybe that, that length. Small. Smaller oh, than a wow. white claw. Yeah, all tungsten. Smaller than yeah, a smaller than a white claw. But that but yeah, that's that what length. They use, that's what they use for halibut when you're fishing four or five, six hundred feet deep and big groupers and. So what are we hoping for? Any fish over 30 is going to beat your ass. Nice. I, Any I, fish I, over I, I 30. I want to watch it beat Andrew's butt. But. Again, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You catch into a fish that's going to be, we'll say, 30 pounds on the nose. That's going to be a bare minimum, even on that big rod that you use. That's a five-minute fight oh, for yeah. a 30 fish. And that's max drag. So, I mean, that fish is pulling very, very hard. I mean, if they can pull 35 pounds of drag for five minutes, that fish got a lot of stamina. That'd but be cool. You that's step- why it's- Here's the thing. Once you step into that 37 to 40 pound fish, though, that's a different ball game. That is just a bulldog fight, and it's straight down the whole way. They just want to bury their head. They will try to roll Wrap their face. You in something. They'll try to roll their face through the through the gravel and whatever they have in substrate in the bottom. They will try to break you off. They're, they they know what they're doing. They know when they get hooked. They've been caught before. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We remember we had that one fish had that hole right in the top of it, very middle top of his lip. Somebody used the J hook on that one, put it right through his nose. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have to get up at. Zero five hundred to hit the road. I would totally come out. I got Derek a little, a little something that I'd like to give to him. Oh, that's right. I can finally get him that other reel. Yeah, there you go. I haven't did seen you, him since. Did him. you ever give him that rod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. he's got that. Everything. Yeah, because you got your bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yep. That's probably over there, empty by now, huh? Oh, Wasn't yeah. that Weller? That was from a while ago. It's lost yeah. in the boneyard over here. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you took that home with you. You did. I drank that at home. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the, uh, quite the pile we got going. Quite the bone, and there's yeah. one wound. There's one dead soldier on the table now. It's been kind of limping, quiet of late too. The last few podcasts, there hasn't been much bourbon drink. No, no, we've all been pretty tame as of lately. Yeah, and it's I that it's that drive for me. It's that forty minutes home that makes me go. Well, you got to be. It's the middle of summer yeah. right now, be and it's cool. hot too. Yeah. yeah, not exactly bourbon. Yeah, wintertime could be dangerous. <laughs> well, and we got to killing myself. Oh, we no. got a tying night next month, don't we? Yeah. We can, it, it, let's wait and see what happens because there's a lot of crap kind of being strewn. Yeah, it's out pretty right busy. Now. I feel like September is going to be very, very busy for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I know my September's full. The only reason right I don't know—they oh, just released the football schedule, so yeah, I got to figure that out. I know the first football game is like the before school starts, mm. so if it's oh, a wow. home game, because I'm guiding that day. So I need to make arrangements oh, with right. like Jay and the Michael who has the studio. But if it's away, he's not going to be around, so it's not going to be right. It'll be too much of a pain. Yeah, and October is the beast. Well, we do the end of the month, so yeah. I mean, oh, for right, sure, right, right, end of the month for sure. Yeah, October will be running, but we're going to try to get hopefully a first time night in September. That'd be awesome. Hopefully. So, which is weirdly next month, like this is August. 
Yeah, I'm so happy, here, man. and that's I crazy. I'm so happy. Summer, I'm, I'm over we're, summer. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get into some of that progression here after the, in a little bit. But, oh, right uh, on. For now, I want to talk about Jim shooting some guns. Oh yeah, I had uh, some recoil therapy yesterday. I uh, decided, you know, I got to clean some guns anyway, so I had a few that I needed to shoot just to get everything broke loose in them before I go start cleaning them because they've been just been sitting in a corner for you know a year and um so went out yesterday and the one property that i have access to i mean it's probably about 180 yards from the road to the end of the field and then it's just dense woods the whole way so got a good backdrop back there found a real big maple tree and uh we put a just a loose piece of plywood that we found hanging out in the woods sat it up against the tree gave us a little bit of a backstop and then we set up uh, the little splatter targets you know, mm-hmm. the ones whenever you shoot them, they change color. Right. Set a couple of those up. I had um, a couple one-gallon jugs, filled those up, put red food dye in them just so we could watch them pop all the way down there. So I had three of those. We took those and set those up down there. And I brought a <clears throat> 450 Bushmaster. I brought a 22-250. I brought a 223. That's a single shot. That's That was a coyote gun that I shot my coyote with. And I brought uh, the Marlin 512. That's a bolt action 12 gauge, three and a half inch mag. That's, and it's an old gun, so it's a solid wood stock. It feels great, it doesn't it? It will hurt you. Yeah. It will hurt you. But if it, it's one of those oh, guns you haven't made a bolt action three and a half shotgun in probably 40 years. Yeah, that's a, it's a whooper, man. Jeez. <laughs> Why do you have that? That was my dad. <laughs> that was my dad's deer gun. And it got passed on to me, so that's how I have it. That's but cool. Three shot? Yeah. Three huh. shot, bold and action, what, no porting. Who makes that? Uh, that's a Marlin. Marlin, yeah. Boy, well, in Ohio, you're shooting slugs. One. Well, yeah, slug guns. So, I mean, that's that's <laughs> how I got it. But, it, you know, I shot it, I, you know, a couple times last year, and I forgot to clean it. And it just got put away dirty. So, rather than just clean a dirty gun, I wanted to go put around through it, you know, get everything hot again. Yeah. And then went into cleaning it, and I cleaned them. But, uh, man, that 512, I do, I do feel that. I, I pulled nine through that yesterday, and I could feel that in the in the ball of my shoulder. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. But that 450 is not that far off from it. No, not at that all. That 450, that's a bad gun. I got a Savage 450. What's that cost to shoot per round? About a dollar thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right. It hurts. But, hey, you know, it was one of those days didn't have anything to do. And the reason I really wanted to go and shoot, I wanted to shoot the 22250 and the 223 because I got a coyote problem bad. Like every single night between, you know, 1030 and midnight, I got pictures of coyotes all over the place. Mangy ones, real beautiful coated ones. I mean, if I got more than if I have enough coyote pictures to identify different dogs, that's too many. Right. So I went and, you know, at least. Because that field that where I see them on, that was the field that we were shooting on. So, I mean, I'm practicing for that photo that I have. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going to get the right win. I'm going to sit up by the road, and I'm just going to not going to drive in. I'll park all the way down on the other side of the property, and I'll walk down, but I'll sit. I have a ghillie suit, so I'll sit with a ghillie suit, wait wind in my face, and I'm going to call them out of there with a fox pro. And I'm going to lay every single one of them down. The 22-250 is a beast. That is a bullet that it's not big. It doesn't look like it's that devastating. But it's a that, twenty-two round. 
It's traveling <laughs> at like 3,900 yeah. feet per second. Yeah. It's yeah, fast. They're stupid. They're only shooting like a 38 to 43 grain or something like that. It's just so ridiculously I hit, fast. We hit a, a water jug with the 450. I mean, and it's exactly what you expected. You know, you, it blows up. You know, we shot another one with the 223, and it just, you know, put a pinhole through it. Right. That 22250, my buddy shot it and skimmed between the box that we I had the jug sitting on, and it hit right on the seam underneath the jug, and it opened the bottom of that box completely up and the water jug. That was a big wound channel for a little bull like that. Yeah, 22250 is no joke. You're not mounting a coyote if you shoot it with that. You're going to blow a softball out the back of it. Well, good taxidermist. Well, you just mount the one side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, the back side the of the, that's the back side of it. I kind of, I kind of, with, and that scope that's on it too. I mean, it's, it's an incredible scope, man. I mean, it, you're really magnified. I mean, what you can pick anything up. What's that? What bullet is it? Uh, the Varmin X Winchesters. Switch up to like a partition. So then it's not blowing a big old hole. It's just going to, if it's going that fast, it's going to hit. The partition's going to separate and just blow it through the upstairs. I stud. really want to shoot a coyote in the head with it. I think I'll mess. You're not going to mount that one either. No. Mm-mm. No. But you just, know what? I'm just, gonna, it'll be just the skin and be like, no head. It'll be like, I, I what under, to the head? I understand the burden of having one coyote mounted in your house. I don't think I'm going to go for a second one, you know, <laughs> just knowing what I know now. <laughs> so I think uh, I'm just going to, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love coyote hunting. Every February, I'll you know go give it a couple evenings here and there. <clears throat> but uh, they kill the deer, man. They kill the deer. They kill the turkeys. I mean, I don't. I, I love. I love deer, turkey. I love all that stuff. And if you got pictures of multiples, there's too many. If you see one, it's too many. Yeah, we have them howling in our backyard yep. every night. Drop them and let Probably. them lay. Aren't they the natural predator here? No, we are. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can hunt them on Sundays. Ex- exactly, man. Uh, thought whatever. process for the last however many thousand or hundreds hundreds of years, I guess it'd be. Yep. Yeah. No, they they shouldn't be the natural predator. We, we're an natural predator. They're gonna kill our livestock. They need to be dead, right? Well, if you believe that the game commission reintroduced them to Pennsylvania, they're not the natural predator. They're the invasive predator. That was once naturally here. It's a stalking program, man. We stalk <laughs> coyotes over here. <laughs> hey, are you are you stalking them as fingerlings? Or are they uh <laughs> <laughs> yearlings? That's good. But yeah, I'm gonna keep watching the wind, and I'm gonna make sure I get the right wind. And it could be, you know, it could be a Tuesday, it could be a Thursday. I'm just gonna keep watching the wind, and whenever I get the wind at the right time that I need it, I'm gonna try to hunt that little window, and I'm gonna go see if I can lay one of them down, even if I only get one of them. It's one less. Yeah, you're only going to get one. Once that first crack goes out, those things are going to I don't scatter. know, man. I've had a couple of them. Like, I've had groups of multiples come in and hang up at, like, you know, 250 yards. And whenever you shoot that, for, shoot one off at one of them, you can get them to stop again. You just have to yelp at them really loud. And, I mean, that Fox Pro, I mean, it's that's a cannon. That thing's got a, a speaker on it that's probably eight and a half inches wide. Oh, wow. Well, I wish you luck. I hope you send us pictures. Yeah. All you got to do is go and sit and wait for one. <clears throat> Which is fun and creepy at the same time. 
It's eerie because they're hunting it you. It is eerie, exactly. They're hunting you. They're using their nose. They're going to circle downwind to you. And that's another thing that you have to take into consideration with your setup. If Even if your wind's in your face, you got to think where they're going to circle down to try to get your wind. And you got to set up in that opportunity. They're not dumb animals. No. They don't call them the wily coyote for nothing, right? They do not. And they're not dumb. No, they're, they're not. not. They're skittish. They're yeah. smart. They're... Yeah. Just like a fox. You don't see fox. You don't see that many coyotes. Naturally, like, you know, if, if just a normal person driving down the road, you don't see very many coyote because they just don't want to be seen. Right. And there are plenty around. It's just they're not going to be seen. You're going to have to hunt them. A lot of guys around here, I they hunt them with dogs. That one over here. You know, that's <laughs> people hunt them with dogs. Oh, dude, that's the like, best way to hunt Like, them. they just have dogs run them down. Dogs got trackers, you know, and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff on them. And. Uh, callers, whatever, and they just go and they run this thing till it's basically dead. Yeah, that's the most successful right. way to hunt. Them oh yeah, is with dogs. Sure. Um, but hey, I uh, I'm gonna get into uh, I'm gonna do what I did on Saturday, <laughs> and Mark should ridicule me here. He'll he'll be back in just a second to ridicule me. Well, I was just looking how much room we had because I was I still need to bring that coyote over here. Oh yeah, we were gonna we'll have I'm a coyote. I'm thinking here. if I can we push the couch down we can put it like right there we will push you can just sit there and uh, pet him i don't know how much further the couch you go and still let the door that's open. where i was looking to see i think we got a but, little bit we'll have to see um, i need to go get it so my brother my brother-in-law dr adam uh who's been on this podcast uh he put an event together and we he everybody i think he's was a division one athlete i had a full scholarship for running um indoor <laughs> outdoor track cross country for Duquesne university and he put a 5K together uh, through his work, um, had this idea that he wanted to do a community event, uh, a fundraising event. Um, and so everybody in my family was going and doing this event. And I felt, you know, I was like, oh, hell, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I don't know if I'm going to do the 5K. Well, I got wind that our good buddy, you know, founder of this podcast, Chad Bauer, was going to be running the race as well. So I'm like, well, I got I got a hold the night before. And I said, hey. How, how are you? You know, how are we going to do this podcast? Or uh, how are we going to how are we going to do this race? How are you going out for this race? What are you doing right now to get ready? He said, "I'm drinking booze. I just cracked a beer and I'm smoking a cigar." I said, "Perfect. Okay, <laughs> I, I've had a couple drinks tonight. I'm I just had a little bit of I had a little bit of uh I took a nice little shot of uh, Redemption Rye over here, uh, just a little nipper and night before, and I felt like it was going to do me well." So I uh, had a couple beers, and then as soon as I did that shot, had one beer, I started hydrating like a madman, actually. Wow. I, and, and, and I started... On I, a Friday night. Yes, and I started taking... And this is probably at like 7 o'clock, so I started taking these from like 7 on, and I, and I was in bed at a decent time. I mean, I, I actually stayed up probably till like 10 or so, but I mean, I had to have five glasses of water, some hydration crap, you know, whatever, body armors, and... Uh, so, woke up that next morning. It felt pretty good. I uh, got up early. Had to sign up for registration there. Um, you know, yeah, man. I was and I was and I was gone. I was I was there early and uh, nervous. Nervous about was what was going to happen. You know, I haven't ran. I don't run. Like again, I'm the guy who was drinking bourbon and hanging out at my house the night before, and you know, took a little bit of care, but. I, I was like, oh, if, if I don't drop dead, I'll be fine. So 
uh, everybody gets there. You know, Chad's there. Everybody's we're hanging out. There, um, his his wife runs, and another guy, a uh, buddy of uh, the new Mark from back in the day that we hang out with, uh, Mac and Allen's. Uh, he runs and he he keeps up like a ten minute mile or a little under a ten minute mile, and so. You know, I'm I'm like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. If my heart doesn't explode, I'll be on the on the better side of things. Um, my my parents were all there. They went and walked a mile with all the kids. Cool. Uh, Mac and Allen's son won the mile, uh, the kids category. Nice. Yeah, he that's cool. He came in. And he was he was and he was running hard. And wow, he was he was dying afterwards. You know, as, as a, like a six seven year old kid, and uh, pretty proud of him. You know, and his dad was proud of him. It was awesome for to see him. You know, get in there and really work hard so i'm up there i've never done a run like this uh, i did high school track like we i i talked about here uh and that was about the extent of that i've never done a run like i've never done a 5k i've never done any k's i haven't run since then unless i was playing basketball um you know it blew the horn and i was, I was you know off and going i guess i just i felt like i, I had never paced that well in my life, not even as a kid, because I was always the guy who I had to run any hundred because I couldn't run any further because I would run too fast in the beginning and never be able to pace myself well enough. Sure. And I paced and I thought I paced pretty good. I was pacing with like a eight to 10 year old kid, maybe <laughs> next to me. And, and, I'm, and I did, I, I ran it in 26 minutes. I did 5k in 26 minutes, which I didn't feel like was terrible for a guy who just got off the couch. No, under a half an hour from what I'm told is a respectable time. That's what, People told me. So, hey, I'll take that. That's for, again, I just got off the couch. But this kid, his, I now f- later find out that this kid comes from a family of runners. So he was running pretty quick. Uh, there was a few other kids in, I don't know, they were in their 20s, younger maybe. Uh, the one was like 17, 18 maybe. Another guy who was in his mid-20s that were all kind of in the same group with me and another guy who was in his mid-30s that I know. Um, so... There's this big loop, I get, and it starts with a hill. I go up the hill, come down the hill, start moving down the hill. I'm feeling good. I'm starting to stride real well. You know, I'm not even holding my hands up and tight. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding them down to my side, almost T-1000 style. Nice. Because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Like, you're supposed to keep your hands down. You don't want to clench your muscles up because you're using more energy. Save your energy, leave your muscles loose, and, and stride as much as you can. And that's like long distance running stuff that I learned from as a kid. And man, I, I put it to work, man. I'm telling you what, man, just in, starting to close my. And it's all mental game. Like it's no, it's, it's not. Yes, it is. I would die. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> mental about my death after mile one. I just pictured Jay <laughs> busting the meanest speed walk we've ever seen. No, mm-hmm. dude, there was no speed walking. I, ne- I I was moving pretty quick. I mean, to do 26 minutes, you got to be moving. Yeah. There's no. I didn't walk not once. Arms I down, you're running, running a 5K, looking like Sasquatch. No, my, my dude, it, I don't know. I, f- I felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. Awesome. Uh, when I was doing it, uh, first mile sucked because we went up a hill, come around, start, you know, and then w- they say there's this runner's high, which I don't, I never, I never got that. I never believed in that. Thought it just always sucked. Man, once I got past mile one, I was pretty good. I, w- I was going pretty well. And then once you got to, like, mile two and a half, then it was, like, really bad. 
Now mm. my legs are starting to cramp. Now my calves are telling me, dude, you got to stop doing this. Like my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to clinch up on you. Like you're going down here. If you don't quit, you're going down. And that's when I kind of just had to shut my eyes and just go to someplace else and just kind of try not to hit any potholes and or uh, speed bumps in the park and the face plant uh, and just kind of, you know, try to be in a happy place and go. You know, kept kept the same pace, and the uh, other kid uh, uh, beat me. Ended up beating me by two seconds. The eight-year-old? No, <laughs> no. This is a <laughs> he's he's a friend of ours. He's my sister's best friend's husband, uh, and I know I've known for a long time our friend uh, Voida. And he's he 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 does a lot of intense workout. He doesn't run so much, but he does a lot of working out. And uh, not not a big huge not a big big guy. I mean, I'd say gym size, but but looks like he works out. And uh, you saying Jim doesn't look like he works out? Thanks. I do work out too, by the way. But I, I'm going to work out more now. Thank you. That was the motivation I needed. We're doing supersets tomorrow. Come run the next 5K with me. Uh, Jim comes here for so confidence. He, he, uh, he was right in front of me at the end. You know, we're getting there. And my, my brother in law is sitting there. He didn't run the race. Uh, but he. Uh, He's like, dude, Jay, go get him. Go get him. You can get him, man. And we're about, a, you know, 100 yards out. And he's probably, I don't know, 20 yards in front of me or so. And he's holding a good pace himself. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Maybe I'm like, I'm putting the burners on. I gave everything I had left. And I mean, I was, I was, and I got within, I was probably 12 seconds behind him. And I got within two seconds behind him. And, man, I, I finished with it. Like we said, it was, we both finished right around 2604. Four and twenty six oh six, I think it were our uh, times. Nice. And uh, felt like we both hit the ground. Felt like we were gonna die. And you know it was fun because he paced and he was in front of me far enough. And but he knew what we're, we were all at. And it was fun to pace and try to keep up with his pace. You know, and that's what I think drove me to do a good time. But I feel like my legs <laughs> do not want to work now. They hurt. I'm walking up and down steps like. Oh, oh God! Yeah, you oh, help me. <laughs> you texted us <coughs> yesterday and you said I ran a five k. And I said, "Why?" Yeah, <laughs> I think we were all thinking it. I'm glad you said. I think it. Jay <laughs> sat out like looking for like some guy like good job, and we're like, "What the heck's the matter with you?" I mean, that's a good time as far as running goes, but you know what would have been better? Mm-hmm. Standing there, mm-hmm. not dying. Oh, you know, I had really bad cramps. And immediately went over to, you know, they had, like, bananas, fruit, bunch of food, and tons of water. So I had a banana, and, I mean, immediately, the first bite of banana, chewed it up, swallowed it, and it felt like my cramps went away immediately. Like, that potassium just helped out so much. I should have ate a banana before I ran, probably. Might want to help. I might have. I might have beat that guy. You might have thrown it up though too. I also might have. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how many football camps I threw up Cheerios halfway, halfway into the the first week. Oh boy, I felt like it. And uh, you know, I I I, I uh, in the thirty, like I said, in the thirty year olds, I got second place in thirty year old division. So I felt all right about that. And that one dude that was a little younger now, and I'm. Three months away from being in the forty-year-old division, which I would have, would I would have won, two-time reigning uh, champ. But next year, next year, I'm I'm, I'm going for the forty-year-old division. So it I was will, a lot of fun. I will not be there to compete against you. 
It, it was. It was fun. I had a good time. I'm it, glad. It was the first time I've ever done anything like that. I actually had some fun. Uh, I get done. I get my drink. I uh, had my two bananas, uh, ate some more food, and then went out, and then Chad was getting done. <laughs> and uh, he came in about, you know, a solid 11 minutes behind me, but... He finished. He did, and he didn't stop the whole time. A little slower pace, but again, he, he did. He finished. He did the whole thing, and boy, when he came across the finish line, I I was going to go up and you know give him a hug or something, but he didn't look like he wanted to be even bothered or touched at all, <laughs> um, <laughs> and his wife talks him into doing these 5Ks because she likes to run. And, and God bless her. Did she pace with him, or did she just blow his door? Oh, open? she she blew. She was right next to my sister, <laughs> which the, she, my sister's quick too, and she runs a lot. You know, their whole family. Uh, you know, they, that's what they do. They run. Uh, my sister did not beat me. That's good so, news. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm, I was out there. I was out there trying to move, man. But uh, Chad comes in. He looks like he's almost under cardiac arrest. They had the. They had. You know. The defibrillator was on the premise, so I, we felt we felt good mm-hmm. about our odds. Um, and uh, but he comes across and he's like, "She went to go up and give him a hug or something," and he's like, "Don't touch me, don't touch me, Ashley, Ashley, don't touch me, don't touch me. I'm gonna puke. I think I'm gonna puke. I, I I'm I'm gonna puke." And I mean, I wow, he what hell? You did know, he, he puke? Did. No, he didn't. Oh, well he went done. over. He had two bananas, a water. Uh, and a bunch more food, and then he felt like he was okay. So, and he did well. We went to a, uh, and a, we went, uh, the McAnallens, their wife, um, there's a local, later after that, after we did that, we all went, and uh, the family I'm talking about, their wife, she performs at the, the local market down in uh, Wilmington. There's that farmer's market I've talked about going to. That's right down in Wilmington, and they always have live music there. And she's in, like, a little bluegrass band. And, man, this woman can sing great. She is phenomenal. I had a great time sitting there for an hour and just in the afternoon hanging out. Um, funny little story. That's where I usually go. I'll go get flies there now and again. Mm-hmm. The guy sells the flies down there. Um, I have, you know, uh, my sleeves are uh, I have my sleeves open. Uh, there, and there's some, like an older, you know, older uh, group of people there, and you know we're at a table all sitting around bullcrapping and met, meeting some new people and having good times. And this these these older this older lady and uh, another and her mom it seemed like, uh, which ended up being her grandmother and uh, great grandmother, uh, uh, the woman performing. <coughs> they mentioned my, and they're talking like. I think that's a that's a fish on his arm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like and I could tell they were talking about my tattoo. And I'm like, "Oh, well, you know." And, and I said and I and I met, so I mentioned, you know, I I heard overheard them talking, so I said something, you know. And they asked if I'd go up and they could see it closer and you know, look at it. And these are this is an 80-year-old woman that said she loved it, thought it was one of the coolest pieces of artwork she saw, one of the coolest tattoos she's ever seen. Nice. And I I was I that was it was great to hear. And you know, you don't here, I, I mentioned I did see that for somebody that you know is into what we're doing and you know that kind of thing. But for them to appreciate it and to see it and to think it was nice and think it was a good piece of artwork and I thought that was awesome. You That's know? cool. Yeah, they must have thought it was hot. 
couple older ladies. Uh, you know, I like. I don't. I don't mind older ladies. So. I like uh, your tattoo <laughs> there, son. That's exactly what that said. So, yeah, it's very close. And oh, but it was it was nice to go over. You know, converse and nice little uh, nice time we had there. But uh, yeah, it was it was just random for you know somebody. No, people usually don't do that to somebody that has a a sleeve. You know, or go. You know, saying things about it. And I, I was uh, very. I go over this lady's grab my arm and you know turning it over and you know checking it out and uh, is that is that the thirty nine year old version of getting your cheeks pinched? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm forty three years old and this is the longest race story I've ever heard in my life. Race? Race. You were in a race. It's, oh. it's kind of like watching a baseball game right no, now. No, this wasn't a race. <laughs> this was after. This was after the race. I wanted to get to another another thing. We're in about know. the we're about had, the third inning here. I had a fun fun filled Saturday. Yeah, this was uh, all on Saturday. Oh, bluegrass this is, this is, was the bluegrass concert part of the. No, this was at a different venue. The jogging. No, this is at no that's that was at Beale, that was at Beale Park, and then we went to. The farmers market in Wilmington, which is a wonderful, nice little farmers market. I, I go there a lot. They have great Amish donuts. There's food, uh, usually live music. My daughter and I usually we'll go there. I've been there five times already this year. Nice. So we go down there. There's always fresh produce, things you could, you know, just nice things you pick up locally. And it's, it's I, I like that feel. I like Wilmington has a nice little local feel. It's I a it's know. a beautiful little town. I uh, you didn't grow up there. Sure, I don't I don't know anybody yeah. want to walk around there, so it's nice. No. But uh. I don't know. I like it. So I go there. I, so it, it was nice to see her, a friend of ours, performing there. And then and so then get hit on. Yeah, by old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go to, a little later, meet up with a wife. We go to a slip and slide party. And this is an adult and youth slip and slide party. My buddy, uh, Ernie, uh, we all we talked about him on the podcast a ton. He's been on the podcast. Uh, got a probably 50 yard, and it's probably six foot wide by 50 yard long, old conveyor belt uh, from Joy Cone, where he works. <laughs> and this thing is like blue plastic, and it is slicker than shit. And they were, he has a, uh, he had a hose out there, has no kids, but all of his friends, all of his best buddies have a ton of kids. So he's out there, he's like Uncle Ernie, you know, <laughs> he's just living it up, being Uncle Ern and doing cool things, and he has this thing all sprayed up, and they had they made plaques. Uh, uh, Chad, him, and uh, the lady who was performing uh, all went in. She does a woodworker as well. They made these plaques up for the most fat, the fastest, the coolest slide, you know, the uh, whatever, the farthest slide, and every. Oh man, it was it was a pretty cool time. And you know what? I was surprised after my buddy running a 5K, Chad. He was the one at the top of the thing. Yelling out the kids who were going against each other. They had a big, you know, uh, tournament of, you know, like almost like the NCAA tournament. You won, ver- you know, and it's all the way down to the championship and of, uh, you know, slip and slide. And it was pretty awesome. It's a fun party to go to every year. There's a lot of good times. Our kid wasn't even there. She was at a sleepover with other people, but we were still there for the festivities. Nice. A uh, bunch of good food. Chad cooked all kinds of good stuff. You know how he is. Uh, it was uh, Goose. Uh, tacos. Ooh, like barbacoa? Yep, yep. Barbacoa, goose tacos. That was, oh my gosh. They were a little spicy, but phenomenal. Nice. Very good. So that was just a great, great, great time. Great Saturday. Uh, legs feel like like rubber. Uh, I think my buddy over here, Chris, is going to give me my good leg rub down. He promised me after the 
podcast is over. Oh, buddy rub. I need to wait till my balls have healed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get them too excited yet. <laughs> but on that note, uh, we'll take a quick break. I'll, uh, I'll go into a little bit of fishing I did today, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of seasons changing and us getting into the beast. Right on. By, by you're going to take a quick break, is that all of us going to take a quick break? Oh, I guess. So I had a buddy hit me up uh, not too long ago, wanted to go fishing. I uh, said, if you need a third, you know, give me a call. And I'm like, well, I don't need a third. We'll find a third. Let's go. Like, I, I, I love fishing with you, Jordan. I've fished with this kid quite a bit, you know, over the years. Uh, he's He bought a house, and he's remodeling it, so he's you know, has a lot of time and invested, and we don't get out as much as we should, but... uh. Having him out today was a lot of fun. Um, he said he had this weekend open, so we made it happen. Um, I offered him either, you know, we can go for bowfin or we can go floating, what we've done, you know, a bunch of times. And he said, I haven't been out for a smallmouth this year too much, and let's go. So, okay, sounds good to me. Uh, last time caught decent fish. You know, uh, today was not that. <laughs> uh, we caught a good fish, one good fish, at 18 and a half inch Smallmouth, which that's good a damn fish. good fish. Yeah. That's uh, a great fish. So solid one. Yeah, and that was Jace. Uh, Jace came with us. I got. I talked to Jace in the midweek, and uh, he's like, "What do you guys? What are you doing this weekend?" I said, "I'm gonna float Sunday. You want to go?" He said, "Yeah, I want to go." And I don't get. I don't. You know, get to spend enough time with him. I don't see him enough anymore. So it was good to ha- hang out with him. And he, I know he'll he'll give me my spots where he'll row for me as well, and and he can hang in there and. You know, help me out because, you know, we're not going to ask Jordan to row. You know, it's it's his day out. You know, I'll kind of have him out. He's my uncle's uh, nephew. So he's, you know, f- I've known him a very long time. Doesn't that make him your cousin? Uh, no, it's uh, his, my uncle's wife's nephew. So it would be like my uncle's nephew, but he's my uncle's wife's relation. It would be an in-law to my uncle, sort of. It'd be okay. like his brother-in-law's son. But I've known for a long time. They're all they're fishermen. His grandfather was a fisherman. We've known <coughs> them. And hey, like I said, I like having him out. He's a younger guy. Um, probably around Jimmy's age. What were you, 95? 92. 92? Okay. Just a little younger then. But uh, again, nice to have out. We, we got out. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got out early. and uh, I had pubic hair by then. <laughs> I was all these young guys at, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Jace, right off the bat, we get out, fish pretty hard. Jace misses one right off the bat. Um, swim flies. The river was back down to the lower than when we had fished the two weeks prior. Um, so I, I was like, well, poppers and big swim flies will probably be working, and if they don't work, we'll go to crayfish. You know. That's my, I'll, I'll try everything. And man, Jay's caught that fish and just uh, a spot off a log, like just like a, I don't know, sort of a random spot, spot we don't see a ton of big fish. Um, so, you know, one of those things, anomaly, just fish hard, you know, wherever we're at usually. And on a swim fly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On a, um, Jace doesn't throw anything but swim flies. 100 mile an hour. Uh, and he'll it's he'll going out there and it's coming back quick. It's for for the pod for for the smallmouth he'll give a little more of a cadence. So it will be like a strip 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 pause or a strip off the bank pause real quick and let it sit. And depending on you know where the seams are and everything else, he does swim fly well. Uh, but that one, yeah, he just said, man, I'm gonna throw it over here. 
the opposite side of where we were actually fishing. And just, boom. Bam. You know, and that's a random fish. We fished hard the rest of, you know, didn't see many other fish. Small fish. A couple small kind fish. It's kind of been hot out there today. Early morning was nice. Yeah, but, but it uh, got hot quick. Yeah, we, yeah, by we were it out. It was brutal. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was pretty bad by noon. And at that point, we had went. Uh, we saw one hybrid. Uh, Jace had one swipe at it, one move. Uh, none of us uh, saw anything else. I think I hooked what it was, a body, um, and lost a fly, tooth, a leg, I think. You mean a human body? Well, it was very nonchalant. Yeah, you really just kind of tossed that yeah, in you there. you slipped it in there and moved on. But like and then easy. I stabbed a unicorn, and next subject. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> you know... I don't know what I was hooked up on on the bottom, but it wasn't normal. I moved all the rocks it could have been hooked on. I was kicking at this thing. It was hooked on some kind of fabric. Uh, felt like a leg. Uh, I don't know what it was. At that point, I kind of got grossed out, backed up, and snapped my line and <laughs> moved on and went to a different fly. I don't know how you. D- I don't know how you didn't just. I would have had to find out. I would have had to know, too. Yeah, man. I, w- I would have had to. I don't give a shit what it is. It's not my problem. The pissed off part of me is my fly's in that dude's pant leg. <laughs> that your son D- of a bitch. So your DNA is on a, do- uh, a dead body. With a fly, yeah. You could find my fly with uh, probably 17 Rapalas. And uh, I'm lucky my shooting get caught in a Rapala or something stupid. I'd have had to pull it out. It was See, hard. It was, was really heavy. And it was like I was already up to my balls in water, which you couldn't do right now anyway, but you'd only been up to your kneecaps. I was going to say, I'd still have two or three feet to go. (laughs) (laughs) Just put a shower cap on it, Chris. You'll be fine. (laughs) That's right. But uh, A little bit of new skin. Yeah, only saw one there. I lost a fly. uh, Moved down through. Found a couple other smallmouth. One largemouth, which is weird. Uh, But smaller. But again, smaller. Probably 10, 12 inches. You know, Jay's got one other good smallmouth was probably 15. And then we got down to, uh, you know, down in the town there. And uh, Chad's pets were in full effect today because they had an event last weekend or two weekends ago that has and now had has the fish hyped up. Waterfire. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Waterfire had been in downtown and they're used to getting fed. Fed bread. So, I... I, I I just know they're there. I'm going to know they're there. We had a lackluster smallmouth day, especially for Jordan. I'm like, well, hell, we're going to just, you have a deer hair fly on. Jay's, you have a deer hair fly on. Just, and, and Jay said a floating line with a deer hair fly on, so it's not getting but three inches underneath the water. And uh, put it over there. See what they do. I'm probably just going to be hyped up. If you both throw at the same time, They're gonna. it's going to look like stuff's actually getting thrown to them. And, uh, Man, immediately, like, fish were going nuts. So, I had, uh, I, I, take a, I take that statement. I was the one casting. I'll take that back. Jace was growing at first. And uh, we all had big hollow flies on. Pink and white hollow flies. And I had a, I had a uh, mine was a ball kit, actually, even. So, I had tied a decent-sized leader on and had a sinking line on. And I could lay the fly out there, and my line would hit the bottom, and the fly would still be floating because it's bucktail. Mm-hmm. And it was great. These fish just started eating it like it was bread that had been feeding them off the bridge. So they're eating it like they're slurping flies off the top. And, you know, we're just having fun now. 
you know, even Jay said when it's over, it's like he's like that wasn't real fishing, and I'm like no, but it was real fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I don't give a shit. It was real fun reeling those things in that were, and they weren't. It was not like we we're snagging them or anything. We're watching them eat, and it's a good time. I can't help what people do there. I'm just gonna take advantage of it when I'm throwing a fly on the end of my float. You know, when every time it's yeah. only stupid if it doesn't work. Did Jordan get in any fish then? Not any of those. He got. I mean, he got in smallmouth and everything else okay. that day. Yes, he had caught fish, but no, he hooked one, lost it. I also hooked one, lost it. Uh, he hooked, had had a couple other ones on that he farmed. You know, it's hard. Like they're swirling, coming up on top, and it you know it can get a little weird. And they're sw- like they'll swirl on it. Sometimes you're sh- it's going underneath a little bit. They're coming and hitting it, and you know you're not you know you just don't know, and it's kind of weird. And it was really windy. We were really be- we were able to be really close to them. Like we're n- usually not able to be so close when we used to do it. When if it's if it's a little more dead, like you have to be way farther away. But there was so much chop on the water because the winds that were coming up from the storms, we could be right on top of them. And they just thought it was bread. And Jace and I both caught good fish. Jace's was probably in the upwards of fifteen pounds. That's a and that's a fun carp. And <laughs> even more, uh, they're running all through this. Stuff water and uh, fire. Yeah. Water fire. and uh, so they're running through all that stuff, and it's just you know adds to the fun. So now you got to row the boat around everything. And Jace did a great job rowing today, and he uh, was rowing through all that stuff. I'm like, hey, just chase the fish down. Like honestly, just chase it down. Keep it close to the boat. We can fight it right beside the boat, but if it's further away, more bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. So you chase fish down, then you just start saying, you know, I just told him to just just if the f- fish is gonna nose down underneath the boat for the most part. So just keep rolling away from it. Like, if you just keep spinning from it and just keep it out to the side of us, it'll tire out quick, and then we'll be able to get in the net. And it worked out well. Nice, so we good. did it. And um, as soon as I got mine in, immediately went onto the oars and, you know, had them other guys trying to get them. So cool. it was pretty fun. That made the day a little bit more fun. You know, we all had chances, and honestly all had probably three or four eats and mess-ups. So the fish were giving us plenty of chances. I uh, had a uh, bluegill, a uh, smallmouth, and a carp right there. And one big, looked like a big smallmouth as well. So, huh. Nice. They're so, all, so they're all next to each other. Better than Jim Mark and I's day on Wednesday. It was at least. Where we got solid skunked. Well, you moved a fish, didn't you? Jim? I did. I moved one right out of the gate. And then yeah, the rest of the, the day morning. was just. Yeah. It's just smallmouth until, you know, like we were talking, the and I want to get into this for just like a second, and uh, the progression of the season. Uh, I'm doing that now because it's just, it's still warm. It's still hot water. It's like bath water there. Right. You know, we're just doing what we can, catch carp, catching smallmouth, that kind of thing, hybrids if we can. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting into, you know, a little more toothy fish, brown trout for a good month month and a half if i can if we can get some high water and mm-hmm. you know fishing something that we i, I you know i like I, i'm getting a little uh, antsy with the wanting to fish for something else other than just you know what we're fishing for as well but i guess we'll take it for now i know get another k- couple weeks of bowfin and maybe and then try to move on to something else but uh in saying that you know what's next and what do you guys want to fish for and what 
you know, what what are you getting pumped up for? What are we getting hype on? I'm I'm hyped up for this week of bass fishing that I'm going to Illinois for. Like I'm I'm looking forward to swimming some flies <coughs> and and hitting poppers to uh this pond that is the only time it sees flies is once a year that I'm there. So how big is this pond? Five acres. Oh, that's a good size pond then. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a it's an old strip mine. Uh, and it's and they stocked it. I don't know, fifteen twenty years ago, and it's. The only predator in there is the bass. So there's tons of crappie, bluegill, and bass. That's it. There's no pike. There's no muskie. There's there's no toothy fish. So how big are these largemouths? I've seen eight-pounders in there, and I bet there's bigger ones in there. Man, did they throw, did they throw green spinner bites for those things? They throw everything at them, except for flies. So I think I think a couple game changers, some, some boogle bugs... Oh. Maybe a couple Mr. Wigglies on the surface. Dude, I would throw like a seven inch bulkhead in blue gill color. I'm gonna throw a little bit of everything. Right, Mark? You're gonna catch a big bass. It's gonna be early in the morning and deep and a biggest fly you can throw. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. I would throw a big, big bulkhead in any color uh, or crappie color sounds good too. Yeah. A sparkly whitish color. I've got a couple Couple sweet shad, single Bufords, single minnows. Yes, perfect. On that, on that intermediate fifteen foot sink six line, I think that'll do it. I think that's a great idea. I would, yeah, like he said, early in the morning, do that, and then yep. you know, go to other things from there. Well, he, her, her brother, her brother, Claire's brother-in-law, and I are going to go out the day before, uh, and we got to hang some drywall. They had a tornado hit that camp, so we got to hang some drywall, fix some some shingles, put some soffit and fascia up. Then we're going to go fishing at night, cook a big old dinner, drink far too many beers, and then get up first thing in the morning, and then do some fishing. And then that afternoon, the is kids, he, the kids are going to come out. Handy-ish. Are you handy? Yes. Okay. Not as handy as you, as it's your profession. But no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if you need anything, if you guys have any questions. I appreciate stuck, it. Call me. Yeah, it's, FaceTime me. I'll it's, help you. It's pretty easy. We're just going to hang some sheetrock, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tape it and mud it and... The the roof is already sheeted, uh, so I just got to pull some shingles off, put some tar paper down. Uh, he has no ice guard anywhere on that roof, but it's Illinois, so they really don't need it. So I'll throw some shingles down, and we should be good. And we're looking at a couple four. It's hours. camp too, yeah. One of yeah, those exactly. things. I get you. Yep, but it'll be fun. I don't mind doing a little labor to go do fishing and cook steaks and do dumb things with whiskey and beer, and then fish a lot. It sounds great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then when I get back, uh, I'm only going to fish for muskie between now and probably, unless we go bow fishing, bowfin fishing, between now and, I don't know, April, May, (laughs) (laughs) June. (laughs) That's all I want to catch. It really is. So, you know, even with that, um, you know, we'll talk about the beginning of the season then. So in the beginning of the season, if we're just going to get into muskie even, we'll say that. Are you, what are you throwing in the beginning of the season? Are you still throwing smaller, burning? You gonna, you know, covering water and trying. I mean, the fish are moving a lot right now, so you're just trying to move with them and just keep going as quickly as you can. Progress through your, you know, go in there with a game plan. Here's what I'm gonna do and progress through it and figure out what's working. I mean, it's they're still gonna move a lot until they can get into where you know they're gonna be, and then you can set up and kind of pick them apart the way that you want to. 
Now, I mean, it's kind of like hit everything. They might be on the bank. They might be on the first drop. They might be out a little bit. If you know where bait's at, work with bait. If you're on a lake, work with points, work everything, and just cover water. Dragon tails, stuff they can see, stuff that you can move quick and still get a good action out of, not something that you're going to try to move quick and just, you know, pull on. So try to get a fly that you can, you know, get a lot of action out of moving quick and just cover water. To, I mean, the fish are active. They're going to be moving. They're going to be eating. They're going to be chasing. So you need to get a fly that's going to be active, and they'll, they'll be moving for it. Cover a lot of water right now for once that shift happens. And you find that's more of them, you know, trying to keep a bait and trying to keep up a bait and eating bait and moving to places for bait? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all food now this point i mean it's just it's it's gonna I mean, it depends on weather too depends on our water situation you know but i mean that, that first temperature shift is always good i mean them fish eat so it's you know just getting a bait there that's you know getting an action in it and just finding them once you find out kind of where they're at at that point stick to it but they're going to shift a lot until they kind of get settled for that next month so while that kind of progression's on just move quick figure out where they are when they're on stay there you know, mm-hmm. kind of work with that situation. Here's where it is. Stick with it till they shift again, and then you just kind of move with it. But no, no, that that first shift of this time of the year is nice. Yeah, you know, when, when, it, when you we get, get that first one, them fish get active, and they're 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 still they're spread everywhere. So I mean, you're not going to find them. You know, you unless you got super low water. I mean, there's always going to be something to the norm, but they're not necessarily going to be pulled. They're going to be everywhere. You can find some on rock. You can find some on trees. You can still find them cruising flat sometimes of the day. It's it's a neat time of the year because you can really still find them spread everywhere. Yeah, and once we get a couple sub 50 nights, it's really going to pop off. But I I'm I'm afraid we're still pretty far from that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got away. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. at a point now with kind of like business how it is. It's crap, I believe next month's 5 years already. But like That's I awesome. just I need to just sh- I just shut off now. It's like I've just this year, this is the year that hit me. It's like okay, summer for me is going to be you know loading up all the shops, loading up for future. None of the other fish are doing it for me. I just need to shut the brain off. But we've been chasing windows once yeah. a week, and that's been fun. And it's at least something entertaining. But get you I out of your know. basement. Yeah, I haven't. It's just which we worry about doing every now and then. We're like, we need to see, we need, we know. Mark, Mark needs to see the light. Yeah, Mark needs to see some sunlight. <laughs> let's, let's get him out of the Soon. basement. Five more weeks or so. And then it won't be any sunlight either. Um, yeah. I, I, with, with me and I, you know, I don't, won't chase as much musky as anybody at this table. And let's get real. I just don't. That's I'm not okay. going to. Uh, I see though with the hybrids. Like that time of year when I get into September or even even some of the smallmouth uh, and trout, like they want like especially the hybrids want a bigger meal now. Like at that point of the year, they want something huge. You're seeing a lot of gizzard shad around like you can get away with throwing a musky fly like one of the ones, the smaller ones sitting in front of you guys, which is probably four or five, six inches, maybe even a little longer. Uh, you can get away with throwing something like that even bigger, mm-hmm. and they're gonna just crush it. Um, I've I've gotten away with throwing some really really big things, and it's nice because they're not used to seeing that too. You know, they got fished over with a bunch of different things all year. You could throw something larger at them. Mark single Buford, uh, the mini Buford, 
Uh, I caught a really, really big fish in the, uh, late April, or I think it was early September, a few couple years back. And that's just like, I will really get to try to just throw as big a fly as I can just to try to do something different. And like I said, the, all the bait fish, if you think about it, and we've talked about it with a lot of, you know, guides and everything, bait fish have all either been eaten, weaned down, or have grown bigger now. So now all the bait fish are bigger, all the strong have survived. You know, they're eating bigger things, so you can get away with throwing bigger things that all the, sh- you know, shatter a lot bigger. So that's what I usually go to, especially with those kind of fish then. The trout, I just hope for high water so I can get them into a circumstance where yeah. I have you're, you're fishing, more, you're fighting more water than anything when it comes to trout. Yeah, right? the trout's all it's water. It's not like you can yeah. really pick and say, I want to do this or that or this or that. You're going to do whatever the water dictates because you're, you're fighting for water there. Which I like in... This situation, and if I can get some water in September, and I've and I've had luck, which now the water's still low, but you've got enough cold water, and it's it's just enough water to put some dirt in the water. So you, now you're fishing right at the fish. You have to worry about dealing with high water, you know, right. to get down to them, or if they're in the banks, or you're trying to you know deal with even rowing in that high water. You can find them in a circumstance where it's easier for you to get to them and they'll be in the lanes feeding and out where they're in a place where they're easy to get to not in a log jam where you can't put your fly anyway right and it's not too much dirt either because all those crops are still there so all that runoff isn't killing you like it does in the spring like an inch of rain in the spring yeah i mean it's filthy water but an inch of rain in the fall it's still dirty water but it's not nearly as bad absolutely i never thought about that but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you don't you don't get as much dirty runoff because I mean we still have grass and weeds and crops and everything like that keeping that dirt in. That are all sucking it all up, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Good point. I never thought of that. That's that. But I like that situation. That situation puts the fish where you need them to be to be able to get at them. Right. You know, and I I like that. So if I can, I would love to get out in September a couple times for some trout. Jimmy, how long are you gonna catfish for? Uh, probably the first part of September, and then that's pretty much over. Okay. I eat, and then, then it's musky time. Yep. It's musky time after that. And then you split your time between musky and archery. Yeah, that too. Well, and steelhead. And steelhead, has, too. You're a steelheader. I am a which, steelheader, too. Don't get me wrong. I would love to steelhead, but I only have the weekends off, and I'm not going up there on the weekend. I'll be honest. Nope. I'll be honest with you, you know, in the last couple of years, I've been more or less focusing on bouncing up to New York rather than fishing our own trips for steelhead. I'm I'm in it for the brown trout now, man. I mean, I'm a brownie guy. I love a big brown. So, can't get too many of them over here. God, why you guys always got to go with the phrasing again? I'm just going to let, you know what? We're going to keep rolling. Yep, keep going. Yep, keep yeah, rolling. I'm so, so, with your with brown your trouts. No, yeah. even the, and, and any of your fall fishing. Yeah, so that's pretty, I I'll hit you know New York for a little bit, and then after you that get it's, the it's back. back out. No, no, no Did more. You saw that thing? We're working on it. Yeah, huh. uh-huh. yeah. That means he's gonna get the pin back out. No, yeah. there's no pin. It'd have been gone already. Can't do it. I'm just gonna burn it. Hey, uh, burn it. We're gonna get, we should give it a Viking crucifier. Uh, you know what you had to do? Oh, you shove man. that thing in the ground and use it as a plan. Oh holder. my gosh. If we could get video of us giving your pin rod a Viking uh, uh, death uh, funeral. funeral, sorry, 
Uh, is that good enough for you guys? No, well, no, that has to be the opening for this podcast. A, a video footage for an audio podcast? Well, yeah, but like for like no, for the, <laughs> no, for the for the the video section that he's doing. Oh, you know, if that's the I'm first tracking. thing you see, and it says the SDS podcast, and there's this, you know, a burning bunch of sticks that are burning his center pin rod, we and maybe we can even just buy it. a ten car rod and throw it in there too for the hell's sake. I'm into that. It'd okay. Like, it'd be like listening to ridiculousness. At the <laughs> right. <laughs> crackle, 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 bow and arrow. <laughs> crackle, crackle. <laughs> We're not on the listening side of things, on the YouTube side of things. Gosh. Yo, we know. Oh, so. boy. Oh, buddy. Jimmy, the progression. So you're going to fish for steelhead, and you're just going to give up the uh, whole musky thing, right? No. It's for the birds. No. Okay. No. No. It, it, it it's flip flop, man. I I'm going He's musky fishing. Word on the street is those red hatches are hitting the website this week. So if you can move that center pin, Jay's then, wa- Jay wants the Viking funeral. Well, I just well, mean the real. I would I would sell it if you can buy that. But uh, yeah, um, you know there was a cool saying I saw on uh, on on Facebook and Instagram from a, f- a friend that I keep you know just follow whatever. And it said something, and this this takes it to my steelheading and thoughts on that kind of thing. And it said, um, I don't go fishing to a place where I can have success. I go to a place where I can have serenity and where ses- success is available. Yeah, that's and ooh, very well stated. And, 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 oh, yeah, I like that. Fortune cookie. And, and man, no, and it, it, no, it was a cool saying, and I and I because I truly feel that way now about my fishing, where I would have stood. You know, right next to everybody, like we're standing at this table and fished for those fish right in front of you consistently all the time. And, you know, for me now, it just that's I would rather go to a place where I won't see a goddamn soul. And 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 I might catch a fish. I might catch a trout. I might not. But, man, I was in one of the most beautiful places I could be in. And it was awesome. I would I would go there a 100 times over going to. Place where I will see all kinds of people and not get to see anything that's great. Well, that's but you, I, I, I'd like to hear you guys' statements and thoughts about that too. You're preaching that acquire. Yeah, here, I'm the same way. I mean, uh, you, you look at where I fish and where I go. It's because people drive me away from where I used to fish, and I'm now fishing areas where I can go and I can work fish the way I want to. Yeah, I don't want to be around nine million people. Yeah, I won't fish nuts to butts anymore. Never again. Even my musky fishing, I've branched off a lot of the places that I used to, and just the areas I'm going to. I mean, there's a reason people don't go to. They don't want to put the work in for it. That's fine. It's not easy, and you're not going to go there, and you're not going to have a lot of success. You put years of working, and you figure it out. You will, but they don't want to do that. So I mean, it's all in time. That's a lot of the water I'm fishing now is because I've been forced to it. It's not because it's going to go in time. It will be, and a lot of the areas we are now are putting fish in the boat yeah. every trip we're seeing fish it just it took a long time to figure out how to do it properly yeah i don't want to i want to fish with the guys i'm fishing with the end like i don't i don't want to be crowded out i don't want to worry about boat traffic i want to fish with the guys i'm fishing with and not run into really anybody else Dude, i don't even like fishing weekends yeah if a client books one i will fish a weekend if a client says what day i will not pick a weekend just because I don't want it to run. If you're paying me to take out a day, they're not going out there around 9 million people. I want to give you a day with nobody else out there. Yeah. You know, that's... Plus, I mean, I, I well, started that, working in a restaurant. That, Weekends for making money. 
that's that's what we i mean that's how we fish is you know hey let's go fishing i'll take a thursday off of work or a thursday morning or a wednesday or a tuesday or whatever because where i am that that river is not really fishable on the weekend after 9 a.m no. so uh that's what we're going to be looking forward to in the next couple you know weeks to months and uh, more than that. Eh, I know Six it's all weeks. hopeful. It's a hopeful thinking. You know, mid September is always hot as hell, and it's always just like August. But August is hope. I know August <laughs> exactly. is exactly that's that's what that's that's what this uh, little topic was. It was just a little bit of glimpse of hope of what we're going to be seeing coming up here. But in um, eight weeks, yes, we have something coming up here in eight weeks, and we're going to talk about that for a little bit, and then we're going to hopefully gonna it's end cool this. by then. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, beast of the weast. Beast of the East. Beast of the East. Beast of the East. Beast of the East. Eight weeks. Coming up. If you're on the Facebook page, we just dropped that sweet hype video. Uh, you got to look at it. Yeah. If if you haven't seen it, go go check that out. It's it's on Rick's YouTube, and I linked it in our Facebook page, and it's it's fun. It's just fun to watch. It, it's, a, it's a good hype. And Billy Strings kicks ass. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually musky in it, <laughs> which yeah. we, which we couldn't produce last year. But the year before, oh, the year before we were uh, the teams to beat. Yeah, that's right. So you know we just got to show out like we did that year. And again, it's who knows what's gonna happen. It's we tried. I tried. As, we tried as hard as la- we tried as hard last year as we did the year before. Maybe if not harder, because we had just won and we felt like we had the possibility to yeah. actually do it. Yeah. We came in with confidence last year and left with zero. <laughs> full bellies. Yeah, full bellies. No problem there. But yeah, it's going to, like we say every week, it's going to be a good time. Oh, I'm absolutely. Really looking forward to uh, it. Again, we always talk about all the people we get to see. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Forward to food. Good times. Turns just out my kid doesn't have school on Thursday, so I'm just going to get up in the morning and shoot on up. And maybe I'll maybe we'll do some pre-fishing. Because if I can get there by like nine or ten, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind pre-fishing the river. You but got to man. Yeah, you got to see what she's at. Mm-hmm. How she's running. It'll be fun. I can't. I I literally can't wait. Like that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to this fall. Like I I don't have to go on the work trip. We're not going anywhere with, as a, with my family because uh, there's baby. And sure. babies really suck to travel with. So, like, that's that's my event, unless I can sneak away to for a week in New Orleans, which might happen, but who knows? I'm taking half the month of October off. Well done. I've You're used, going to Disney. I've literally used half a vacation day yet. This whole year, I've only used half a vacation day. Get two weeks. So, uh, most of them are going to be in October. I got lots of beast time taken off and taking extra days off just to go pre-fish and hang out with all my friends because, heck, might as well. Uh, it's going to be one of the best times I have all year. Yeah. Um, and then a week later, we're going to Disney, so I'm beast off. Uh, my boss is going to be so mad. I'm taking this whole month off. See ya! I think I'm working like 10 days. He can't be mad when he only gives you a whole two weeks off. Well, I mean, whole two weeks is a lot for a construction worker, to be honest. You it is. They're just asking you to show up at the job and be who you are and 1099 you. At least I get paid a decent wage, get all my stuff taken care of, and get a couple weeks off and some sick days, so can't complain. That's not bad. No. You're 1099? No. Hell no. That's oh, what I okay. said. A that's lot of guys, that's how a lot of guys, that. that's oh, how Gary. a lot of guys show up to that kind of work. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, not, no, not at all. Yeah, good. Nope. So. 
So that's uh, Beast coming up. Uh, if you're not on the wait list, reach out to, to Dixon if you want to get into it. You know, I, I don't know if any teams are backing out or not, but usually a couple do. So if you're not on the wait list and you want to get into the Beast, reach out to Mac Dixon at the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance and see if you can get on the wait list. And not to mention, Matt will be on in the next couple weeks on the SVS podcast, and we will get to talk to him about this and everything the Nittany Muskie Alliance does. Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Okay, gosh, I missed one little thing. Yeah, well, oh, I call okay. it the weast of the weast. Okay, so okay, okay. We're pretty well, fair. Well, well, okay, Pat's going Pat's gonna <laughs> to beat both of us tomorrow morning. But, yeah, can't wait to talk to Matt. We usually talk to him yearly. He's always a good talk, and he hypes up the beast better than all of us, so. Oh, I, th- I talked to someone at the Fish Commission. He used to be at the Fish Commission. Nick Yarrow, I think, is the new Jared Sayers. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Nick Yarrow. There's a, that's longer than Yarrow, but... Well, that's all That's all I got out of him. Yeah, there's like another like 8, 9, 10, 12 letters that ends <laughs> in SKY. <laughs> so if for any reason you're listening, Nick, we want to talk to you. Oh, he's read my messages. It's not, I'm not, you know... wasn't uh, born last night. I can see when you read messages. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Keep in Touch. Devin, our, our buddy Devin, is moving to Kentucky. Devin Russo? Yes. He's mm. moving to Kentucky. Yeah, he's out, man. Yeah, he's he will down. He will not be around. I will. Hey, buddy, I will take your dad out fishing as much as I can uh, because you won't be around to take him out fishing. Uh, I think we might exchange numbers with my dad so they can go steelhead fishing together. That poor kid, he loves his trout fish and he moves the furthest away from trout. I know. I know. Did he get a job in Kentucky? No, uh, he. <laughs> yeah. No, a girlfriend in Ken- or a fiance in Kentucky. So. Where, where is it? Like east, west? I don't know. Uh-huh. That's where all Amy's side families from Kentucky. But hey, he's going down there. He'll be here, here and there. Not quite as much as you know he has been. So. Hey, good luck, buddy. Good luck, dude. Yeah, good luck down there. Hey, have fun, and hopefully you move back this way soon. Uh, They caught the gator in Pittsburgh, everybody. Don't be worried. Um, Be reassured. You can go swimming again. I still can't believe there's an alligator in Pittsburgh. That's funny. Somebody just went pet store shopping and wanted to play a prank. (laughs) That was a big alligator for a pet shop. Yeah, four and a half foot alligators, no... uh, You kept that for a couple years in your backyard. (laughs) Dude, you can go get them and you can go get them in Meadville. They're like three foot, dude. They're like three hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, that's too much. Because I want to eat one, but I don't want to spend four hundred dollars to eat it. Well, you can get a dead cheaper net. That's what I want. <laughs> well, no, I think I'd like that. <laughs> Chris is gonna walk in with a ball peen hammer. How much yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> it appears your alligator is sick. How much is he now? <laughs> Boom! This one died. What was that again? Okay. Remember that old Monty Python skit with the parrot? Maybe I'm too old for this. All right, Mark, who are we brought to you by? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Yeti built for the wild. A-Rex hooks, fresh or salt. Check them out. A-Rexhooks.com. Sims, check out that new 23 lineup it is for fall. They've got all kinds of new goodies there. And Cortland lines. Keep an eye out. They've got a lot of good stuff coming. And as always, their pike and musky lines are just phenomenal. It's that time of the year coming. Friends of the show, we got Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool, and as always, the sponsors of the Beast of the East, the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Thanks for listening, folks. If you get a chance, check out our Facebook page. <laughs>